The Power Trip is a proud member of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. You can find more, more phenomenal Kaiju and Tokusatsu content at kaijuramenmedia.com. What's up, everyone? It is JDF the Green Ranger, and you are listening to The Power Trip. It's morphin' time. Lisa! Hello, listeners with Attitude. I'm Michael. And I'm Nathan. And welcome to the season one finale of the Power Trip Podcast. gonna cry michael i am not gonna cry <laughs> sir thank you i'm a, look just because i cried on the jdf stream a little bit doesn't mean i'm gonna cry every time something comes to an end come on man that's, that's... <laughs> come on <laughs> come on man Jeez. why you gotta, why you gotta be like that dude come on <laughs> <laughs> That is the fakest crying I've heard in a long time. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I know. I know. That's that's more that's fake that's 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 faker crying than my ex-wife used to do. Sick burn. Oh, but no, this is this is really um oh this feels weird, doesn't it? It does a little bit. I'm like, this is a mainline episode and we didn't binge 50 episodes of stuff. Yeah. I mean, this feels, this feels, I don't know how to describe it, but it feels really, really weird um, to be at this point, because I think we talked about this during the ranking episode uh, for the Neo Saban and beyond. And we were going to expand on it a little bit more here. uh, But it just feels weird to be here. Like mm-hmm. when we started the podcast, when, when, when we started when we officially started the podcast last January, I was curious how long we would actually be able, how, how long we were able to keep it up because, you know, this is, well, so, you know, they said, what's the old, what's the old adage? Like, it's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Well, this yeah. was both marathon. This was both marathon and sprint at <laughs> it's some like a point. Very fast marathon. <laughs> it's a very fast marathon. It feels like a, you're right. It feels like a very fast marathon because, you know, we have, we have watched 
almost a thousand. Well, yeah, we have watched almost a thousand episodes of Power Rangers, 995 episodes of Power Rangers this year, Three movies. Uh, including and the movies, including including the holiday specials. Um, and it just feels it just feels weird to be here. I, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it because it feels like now that we're at the end of this leg of the journey, mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. It just, it just feels weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before we continue, cause I'm sure we have a lot here to say. I just want to let everyone know very quickly. Our agenda is after we, we do some personal reflections here, we're going to talk about our Ranger dream teams. We're going to pretend to be Morphin Masters and be like, Ooh, I need the, the best team possible. And mm-hmm. so we're going to be plucking these Rangers from throughout the Morphin grid to take care of whatever it is that needs taken care of. And we'll explain the rules and such for that. By the way, thank you, Jamie, for making us aware of that. Our favorite angry Scotsman. So... and then the big reason the main event so to speak here which at this point is about as large as andre and hogan is going to be we are going to take all of the power ranger material that we have gone over this year for what is it now? 24 episodes plus lightning rounds? Something. Yeah, something <laughs> yeah. like that. I have, and, to, I have to look at our podcast feed to get the exact number. But right. yeah. so, so what you're saying, Nathan, is this is so we are essentially the super mega powers. <laughs> I had to take it. I had to. You take had it. to. A, and because I, and apparently. I totally, and I totally approve. But anyway, we're going to do a tier maker list. And we're not being selfish here, listeners with attitude. You can find a link to the official Power Trip Power Ranger tier list and go make your own and share it with us mm-hmm. and all of your uh, fellow Ranger fans and Ranger Nation. And it will be, you know, the definitive list because it's from the power trip obviously (laughs) (laughs) yes because yes because yeah because yeah because our our opinions absolutely 1000 percent. no 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 no. i'm talking about like the people are getting the best tier list to use for their oh yeah 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 oh yeah oh for sure hands down because there's there's a lot i've used tier maker before and there's a lot of like really interesting we'll say tiers uh for the in the power rangers category right um but but yeah so uh dang on i forgot my i forgot i had i had a uh i had a joke but then i forgot oh no i don't now i remember now i remember it wasn't actually a joke it wasn't actually a joke um so shout out to our friend danny damana mr danny boy um for going back through and listening to some of our old episodes and pointing out opportunities where we should have made jokes (laughs) he's not the only one who's done that (laughs) I know he's not, but he's the most recent. So he's the top of mind for me right now. So thank you for pointing out that pointing out Danny, that we're not nearly as funny as we think we are. We try. try. (laughs) And anyway, and then we're going to wrap some, and then we'll wrap some things up with some closing thoughts and perhaps a little talk about 2023. Some talk about 2023 along with a special, a very special announcement that you and I both have been, been keeping very tight to the vest uh during this during this journey 
Uh, and the fun part about the tier maker, the, the fun part about the tier maker is uh, we will both be making our tiers in real time. So mm -hmm. there, there is room, Mr. Marchand, for you to be able to change my mind and vice versa. This is true. This is true. Although I think some things we're not going to budge on. <laughs> yeah, there's some things that just not going to, we're just not going to budge on. This. Like, sorry, bud. Yeah, yeah, we're just, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, tier tier list be damned. That's you know yeah. that's that's how it's going to be. But right. before we transit, but before we transition into our uh, our our Ranger Dream Team, how I don't even know how to ask this except for how how has the journey through this podcast been for you? It's had its ups and downs. I don't think I ever felt like. Even when we were mm. watching some of the worst material in this franchise, I never mm. really felt like it was a chore because I knew I was mm. going to be talking mm -hmm. about it. And it was even even if the Ranger season wasn't fun, I knew that the discussion would be fun. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that it's like to use an old to use another cliche. It's all about the journey, not necessarily the destination or however that goes. Uh, but it, but for me too, it, it has been about the journey because back way back in 2020 during pandemic, I started watching power Rangers on a whim and I've, and I've talked about this before. So this is not anything new, uh, to the listeners with attitude, but I started watching power Rangers on a whim in 2020 because I, I just at, at a very basic level needed a distraction. I needed a very, I needed a very welcome distraction just from everything that was going on, uh, through pandemic. A lot of stuff, uh, was going on with me personally. I had just lost my dad. Um, I had lost my mom. I had lost my mom in 2018. So I was still kind of dealing with that as well. Um, and so I was going through some personal turmoil and, you know, I turned on power Rangers, uh, I turned on mighty Morphin power Rangers on a whim, uh, one evening and just, just as a way to, to just kind of veg out and, and re and essentially I told, I think I, I mentioned this on our ranking episode, but it was essentially just me trying, me revisiting an old friend, right. uh, just some old, just some old familiar faces. And the longer that the longer my watch went on, the more I began to realize that there was so much more to this franchise than just um uh, uh monsters in rubber uh, actors in monster in rubber suit monster costumes and teenagers in multicolored spandex like there's, there's more spandex! anyway i was <laughs> waiting on it i was waiting on it so um yeah I, I, there was there's more to this franchise to me than just those things that it gets made fun of for and I think that the catalyst, I think the the real, the thing that really kind of that put it over the edge for us to make this into an actual show was when you decided to integrate one of the Ranger characters into your own podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You sucked me. Uh, you actually kind of sucked me back into looking into Power Rangers and more than just a passing familiarity. But yeah, spoiler warning for those who who listened to the to the film vault or have discovered the film vault 
because of this podcast. I'm sorry. You might want to plug your ears right now, but yeah. I was talking with you about working a legacy character into the film vault. I said I want to have somebody who's the is in charge of PR for the island, who works for the villainous board. Do you have any suggestions? Because I said I wanted to be somebody who could who would go who would go along with the villains, but not necessarily be all in. And you suggested Carone. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I, I kind of remember her, so I guess I better go look, uh, better go watch Power Rangers in space, so I know how to write this character. And look what you've done to me. <laughs> and I was right. This is like the one. It's the one time in in our friendship that I can point directly to, and and you have to admit I was right. Yeah. So good yes. for me. Yes, good for you. And I may have possibly discovered things about myself that I don't know if a potential future girlfriend will be able to handle. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this that this is not the time, the place, nor the the therapy session for that. So yeah, but God um, help, my God help me, God help me. If I do get another girlfriend, our uh, I was joking about this with one of our listeners. Like my list, the listeners are not gonna let her if they somehow get a hold of her. They're not gonna let her live it down. I just. And you you know, this is this is the Christmas. We're recording this like a few weeks before Christmas. I think we got three weeks until Christmas at this point. And uh, you were you were kind enough to to pick me up uh, a couple, and I say a couple for a reason, of those Green Ranger Hallmark ornaments uh, because I can't find them around. Like I've looked, I have like four WalMarts within driving distance of me, and I can, and they're not, and they're not at any of them. So. I asked if you, I, I told you and our friend Danny, if you guys saw one while you were out and about to pick me up one and well, you picked me up too. So the plan, so the plan is to put one on my tree here at my apartment and then s try to sneak one onto my girlfriend's tree at her house too. So, um, I think that's but, called trolling, sir. That's not trolling. That's not, it's not trolling because I need to, you know, you need to tell me what happens when you do that. Like, I, I want to know how long it takes her to figure out that it's there and then be like, how did that get there? Michael, <laughs> Julie, Julie is a nerd, but she's a different type of nerd. Uh, she is a bookworm. Um, she, she calls herself a nerd. So I'm allowed to say that. Uh, if you ever listen to this, honey, I'm it's sorry. not an insult uh, anymore. It is not an insult. It hasn't been anymore. an insult Neither, for about 15, 20 years. Neither is geek. Neither is geek. So if you're, yeah, anyway. So, so she, but she has no interest in, she, she likes Godzilla. She grew up with Godzilla a lot like me and you, uh, but she has no interest in Power Rangers. She thinks it's, she thinks it's silly. It's the dialogue is awful. And like a lot of the special effects from the Sentai footage and the American footage just don't add up. And she's not wrong, but, um, but you know, it's just really funny that I'm going to probably sneak that little ornament onto her tree and she'll probably, she'll eye roll at me, but she'll allow it to stay. At least I hope she doesn't <laughs> beat it to her cat though. Um, wait, her cat anyway. can eat, her cat can heat, uh, not heat, her cat can eat plastic. I mean, I'm sure Milo could. Her my, uh, cat is huge. Like, I don't know what I don't know what she feeds it, but <laughs> uh, my God. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, I get it. But for Michael, I want to ask you, what's been the biggest surprise for you doing this podcast? And I don't don't just necessarily mean which of these seasons or which of these movies or whatever. Which of the things that we've covered has been the most surprising? I'm talking about outside of that. What's been the biggest surprise for you? Honest, honestly, and this could, and, and, you know, full, you know, full, let's give you guys a little bit of peek behind the curtain. You know, Nathan and I have been discussing, 
um, what the theme has been, like what are the thematics, not just of a season, but just of the power trip as a whole. And I think that you and I came up with a pretty good, well, actually you came up with it. I had nothing to do with it. I'll admit that. But, um, but I, the big, the biggest surprise for me is how much I have enjoyed and how much I've been able to get out of seasons, uh, that came much, much later that, that, that fall outside of where my nostalgia left off. Like it, mm-hmm. like I, I think we talked about this during the, my lost galaxy episode that is where, or dar- during our lost galaxy episode, uh, that is where my nostalgia ends. That is where my original nostalgia ended for power Rangers with lost galaxy. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the biggest surprise for me is how much I have enjoyed things like SPD. And how much uh, and how much I appreciated sh- uh, series like Jungle Fury, and and Dino Thunder, or and uh, Dino Charge, and Beast Morphers, which I was a little bit opposed to when it when I first saw it. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, that doesn't look like Power Rangers. It looks like uh, Mission Impossible, but with p- pretending to be Power Rangers or whatever it was. And and. Uh, the biggest, honestly, the biggest surprise for me, the biggest surprise for me is, is how much I have fallen back in love with this franchise and how much I have been able to get out of it, both, uh, both personally and, uh, professionally. And by professionally, I mean like just the, the things that we put to record, but there's a lot of things, listeners with attitude, you don't hear us talk about, um, whether they be just a little bit too personal or, or otherwise um, that power Rangers as a whole has been able to speak to many like areas in my own life and, and, and my experiences and things that I have, that I have gone through uh, both good and bad. Um, And so power Rangers has been in some ways, the friend that I have needed this last year Mm -hmm. and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. For me personally, I think one of the biggest surprises that I uh, that I had was finding out. I I I don't know how else to put it, but because you, you and I have talked a lot about this, about because when we launched this, we weren't sure how it was going to do. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of Ranger podcasts out there. We knew we had stiff competition, but as time went on and things started picking up with the podcast a bit faster than we were expecting, a bit bigger than we were expecting. And you and I were talking, I was like, what is, what's the magic that we tapped into, you know, because we do some things on this podcast that there are those in the podcast world will tell you, don't do this. If you want to be successful, one of which I'm being always long episodes. <laughs> I'm always going to air. I'm always, me for me personally i'm always going to err on the side of humility and say that it's not me that it's just it's it's not me and it's not what we say necessarily on this podcast it's just that for some strange reason I, my belief is that 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 we have been able to um we've been, we've been able to facilitate conversations that have, that have been, that have justified people's opinions of this franchise. Right. And that's what I was, that was what I was going to get at is I think a big reason for our success 
is not just the fact that we take it seriously. We, you know, I apply my academic knowledge and all of that sort of stuff. It's because everything that we do on the show, I think, helps our listeners feel validated for like validated. That's the word yeah. I'm looking. That was the word. Yeah, I'm that was what. For. That's what yeah. I'm. I think it helps them feel validated for this because when we, we talked about this. A lot of nerdy pop culture stuff, superheroes in particular, have been gaining academic seriousness for mm. a couple of decades now, but it never seemed to quite spill over into this. So so the fact that we're applying a lot of that to this, I think, is helping people to feel validated. And well, it's, it's know, helping people. It's helping people. Uh, we've had we've had several listeners and we, we've had several listeners and even people that have been on the show that voice voices you've heard say that because of this show, you know, they were willing to go back and either give something another ch- give something another chance or discover something that they didn't that they knew existed, but they had never seen before. Right. Um. So I, I say that and I, I try to be I'm I'm tr- I'm trying to be a little bit um cautious when i when i say it because i don't want it to sound like we're patting ourselves on the back i'm just want i just want to acknowledge that what this show for me personally has been able to do is highlight the fact that pow, that that power rangers that the power rangers franchise as a whole is more than just a campy kid show mhm mhm and something else and i mean I don't know if I can 100% attribute this to the show. Mm-hmm. I think there was some lead up to it that eventually led to your article series and in, in Kaiju Ramen. And right. Then to I forgot this to podcast. mention that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I th- so I think there's some things that led up to it, but I like to think that the power trip contributed to me getting to join Carl uh, and all of the great things he's doing at Scyther podcast with Power Rangers. It's the possible. Audio drama. It, I don't, it's, it's I, possible. I don't know. I mean, I asked to audition right, you know, right before we launched the podcast, we were already, you know, waist deep in making that and getting that ready and getting that launched. But on the other hand, he never told me I got the part until right after we did our interview with him. So I don't know if that contributed to him making the decision or well, what you know, only Carl I mean, can tell us that. I mean, to Carl, Carl, and we, we talked, we've talked about Carl and the power Rangers audio drama here on a lot on the show. We've, we've been able to introduce a lot of you, a lot of you listeners to the show because of, mm-hmm. because of the work we've done here. But Occasionally I think that, it spills over into this one, much to your sugar. Oh, yeah. For better. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I think it's just there to, late let me die a little inside but um <laughs> stop incentivizing but, me <laughs> but but i i think carl but also in all seriousness I, I think carl is just a good judge of talent and you are a very talented you're a very talented writer you're a very talented podcaster i give you a lot of sh- <laughs> i give you i i, I do i i do i, I give you a, i i uh, we go back and forth, but you are a very, you are an extremely talented guy. You are a very multifaceted guy. Um, and so I think Carl is just a really good judge of a really good judge of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and back to, uh, that is I one mean, thing we I do. Forget. We do it. helped you do. We do his after shows. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we do, his, to do the after shows, man, which, you know, it, which is, which is, a, which is an honor. And I, and I, I think that, 
um, you know, we, like I said, we, we've talked a lot about on the show that the, the Power Rangers audio drama is the, is the, is probably the Power Rangers as a, that we would want now as adults, because they're tackling some things, they're tackling themes and, and storylines that I don't think Hasbro will touch. Um, but they're doing it with love and respect to, to this franchise as a whole. And also I just wanted to mention too, because we, we, you, you mentioned it in passing just now, but the article series that, that, that I've been writing for Kaiju Ramen magazine, uh, which I, which I just published the, we just published the third installment of that series with issue seven. Um, that was actually supposed to be the main thing that was, that was supposed to be the main thing in this podcast yeah. and all this podcast was supposed to do is serve as a, uh, a compliment or a, or a, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Um, um, shoot. Um, companion companion. There we go. It was, this podcast was just, was just supposed to serve as a companion to the actual article series, which now I think those roles have been reversed. This this yeah. podcast, the the article series serves as a more kind of condensed um, companion to the podcast. Right. I it's just it's funny how the how that all worked out. I, this podcast evolved into something a little different than we had envisioned. Now we didn't really mm -hmm. change the format or anything. We came up with the format before we even started mm -hmm. that we were hoping to apply that to the article series, but then that turned that ended up being just too big for the article series. So we condensed what you were, I was right. helping you with, you know, cast the vision. Yeah, you, for you, this article you, series. You've, you've helped, you've helped me with the articles. You've helped me make sure that everything sounded, everything was written well and just, everything's and everything was condensed and digestible because mm -hmm. I just don't think that what this show evolved into translate would translate well into a, um, into a shorter form magazine style article. It might right. transition well into something more long form. And we'll talk about that a little later, right. but, uh, yeah. I think that, I, I think that, I, I think that keeping the magazine series, a little bit more condensed and digestible was better. Mm -hmm. You know, we, but, but that's neither here nor there. I just thought it was important to mention that, that this, that originally that it was supposed to be just the article series because I was getting back into power Rangers. And then all the, and then all of a sudden I'm thinking, well, why don't I just podcast about it? Because you know, it, You're, it, I'm good to, at this podcasting thing because that's because that <laughs> seems to be the natural progression for anything that you know anything that I get involved in. You got to have so, you, podcasting has to be involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, it's just been such a it's been such a fun ride, and and honestly, I don't think that this show would be as fun. Obviously, without you and and you're you're in my dynamic, we have conversations like this is a real friendship here, and we're and like when we pick on each other, we do it. Out I was going to say sometimes. this is you are every episode of the show is a pair of alpha dogs competing to be on top. Well, it's, just... yeah, it's it is it's it, in some and the listeners listeners with attitude have heard some some real pissing contests between us, I'm sure, and um. But, but aside from, aside from, from our rapport, like this show would not even be as fun 
I, I, I'm really, I'm really kind of skittish about saying successful because I don't want to sound arrogant or I don't want to cast a bigger vision than, than what, I don't want to cast too wide of a net and, and sound too arrogant with it. But this show, this show would not be nearly as fun without, uh, without, without our listeners, without the wonderful people that, you know, we've had involved along this journey. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to some thank yous and some shout outs later, but, uh, Nathan, um, we, like I did mention, we did, I do want to kind of just gloss over it because we, we've been dancing around it. I feel like, uh, what we decided the theme was for just this overall experience and that's discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're looking into some stuff we hadn't seen before. We're trying to dig into it and look at it in ways that not a lot of people have. And Mm -hmm. I think we learned a lot of stuff, not only about the franchise, maybe a little bit about each other. Some good, some bad. Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say that like the the, the subcategory of the the subcategory that we talked about for discovery was self-discovery because... I have learned a lot about myself, a lot about my tastes, a lot about, um, actually like this podcast has, has, has helped me, uh, evolve my thinking specifically, um, my critical thinking, like the way I view media, the way I talk about media, especially something that is considered more, uh, kid friendly that, gets written off, uh, by a lot of people. So this is, this is really, this podcast has really helped me discover that, um, you really have, you have to, you have to go beyond the surface level stuff to find, uh, to find, to find the gold. And I think that we have found, I think we have struck gold with, with this podcast, with some of our conversations and, you know, the, the, the meat and potatoes of, of this podcast has always been the, the thematic discussions, whether they be long thematic discussions with like the 2017 movie or the beast morphers episode, or they be just kind of short and to the point thematic discussions, like with the, with the importance of relationships, um, the power of friendship, the importance of relationships, um, regardless of the, regardless of how long those thematic discussions have lasted. I hope that my, my hope has always been that those discussions have helped our listeners um, think about these series uh, in a different way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let's just say that is leading into uh, that announcement that we're going to be dropping toward the end of the show here. Right. But we got some fun. There is still a lot of fun to be had. I know uh, we've been kind of kind of waxing poetic. I little not waxing poetic. What's the word I'm looking for? We've been reminiscing. We've been reminiscing. Reminiscing. We've been we've been reminiscing. We've been reminiscing a little bit. Um, but I want to get to the fun part, Nathan. So if you're oh, yeah. ready, if oh, you're yeah. ready, we got our we got our ranger teams to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, so we get to pretend to be morphin masters, like I said. So morphin we're, masters. Yeah, yes. we're so we're plucking the, our some heroes from all across the morphin grid. So again, thanks. Shout out to our listener Jamie for making us aware of this. So there are a couple of rules. There's some core mm-hmm. rules, I would say here, and then you and I from just talking before we recorded 
we kind of had our own kind of nuance rules that we kind of you know, mm-hmm. well, you know for how we went about this so the idea here is that you know considering that we got nearly 30 years of power rangers to pick from if you could make the you know the ultimate ranger team what would it be and who would mm-hmm. be on it but there mm-hmm. are rules one you can't have more than one of the same color so you can't have more than one so you can't have you know three red rangers that's not going to happen right and Another stipulation because it'd just be easy. Just be like, well, I like this team, so I'm just going to use that one. You know, from you know, uh, from this series. No, you can't do that. You're all, you can't have more than one from a specific team or series. Yep. And the way we're setting this up is that we each get a core group of five plus a sixth ranger. And so the way we broke this down, because you know we talk a lot about archetypes on this show, since there are certain colors that are a little bit interchangeable with mm-hmm. Power Rangers. We've kind of grouped them together. We paired them together. But we're going with a Red Ranger, a Blue Ranger, a Yellow Ranger, because those are generally going to be your mainstays. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, then we each picked a Pink or White Ranger, because there's some overlap there, like in Wild there Force are. or in Ninja Sh- Steel. Uh- or ninja, ninja steel, yeah. Or uh, alien rangers, mm-hmm. and then we had black and green because those are typically interchangeable. They will interchangeable switch. as well. Yeah, sometimes yeah. there'll be sometimes there'll be a black ranger, sometimes there'll be a green ranger, and then sixth rangers are uncommon colors. Typically, mm-hmm. now there's some room where we're kind of where we allowed a little bit of fudging because. You know, somebody like Tommy Oliver, you know, he was green and white. He was technically a sixth ranger both of those times. But we're going to allow Tommy to be as if we wanted Tommy as either one of those colors to be part of the core team, we could do that. Not necessarily as a sixth ranger, because like I said, typically sixth rangers outside of Mm -hmm. instances like that are typically uncommon colors. So, you know, silver, gold, purple. Stuff like that. Now there was a "quote unquote" sixth ranger who was white in, say, Jungle Fury. I might say, yeah, I'm probably gonna qual. I, I, I would pro. I don't know. Actually, I don't know where I would argue to put him. I would probably argue to make him a sixth ranger just because of how his story panned out in the context of the show. But you know, that's well, neither here nor there. Six rangers, six rangers typically come later. So like, like during like a mid season, like during like mid season, you know, there ha you, typically sixth ranger to be considered a sixth ranger. There has to be some very specific story arc or storyline surrounding their introduction. That's right. how I kind of view a sixth ranger. Right. So, but like I said, there's some room for, I think, for interpretation with some of them, depending mm-hmm. on their color choice. Right. But anyway, anyway, let's start with our team leaders. Yes. <laughs> Unless so, we wanna, okay. Uh, well, I guess we can explain any nuancey r- rules that we have. Well, for let me forward. let me ask a quick question here. Let me ask a quick question here. Do we want to make, do we want to go ahead and make predictions for each other's teams or do we just want to go ahead and jump into it and see if we get surprised? I think, uh, I think off me, I think it'd be kind of fun to kind of guess beforehand a little bit. So let's start with, but let's do it one at a time. So red Rangers are team leaders. Okay. Team leaders. 
Because, you know, Red Ranger privilege. That's just how this works. Unless it's That's Alien just how Rangers. this works. We always Unless it's Alien Rangers. But... Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Mighty Morphin Seasons 2 and 3. <laughs> but anyway, uh, do you want to go first, Michael? I will go first. Okay. Um, am am I guessing yours first or am I, or am I showcasing mine first? You're, I, w- I want you to showcase yours first. I'm going to, my prediction for your red is that you went with Carter. Okay. Okay. So Lightspeed Rescue. So Lightspeed light light Rescue. rescue. Lightspeed Rescue. Okay. So for my Red Ranger, I actually did go with Carter. Congratulations, I, uh, sir. Yeah. Carter is, a, I just want to say Carter is a great choice. And I did, I considered him because let's be honest, Carter is Captain America. I mean, give the man a shield. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> See the way the, let me, the way I thought about my team, just to kind of give some context, the way I thought about my team is I thought about the archetypes, but then I also thought about how, how each team member could work together as a unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not, so basically, uh, I'm thinking about my team as a, as a cohesive unit, mm-hmm. not necessarily a band of misfits. So mm-hmm. for, so to give a, to give an example, I won't be ha- just to kind of give a little spoiler. I won't be having anyone from the 2017 movie on my team. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, so, it, 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 just to be upfront with everybody, we both have Tommy in one form yes. or another. I don't know how seriously we either one of us would have considered having Tommy on the team before the news, but after the news, I we're like, consider- I feel like well, we have to. <laughs> I can. Well, to be fair, though, I considered it. I can. I was considering it well before. When when the I considered it before the idea when we proposed the idea to us because mm-hmm. you know Tommy Oliver. Tommy Oliver in all of his forms is just the icon. He is the icon. Oh, I will, I will say I, it's not, I I was considering it, but I wasn't considering it as seriously until after the news. Right, exactly. So, so I'm going to guess, this is what I'm going to guess. Wait, you have any other reasons for having Carter? Oh yeah, for sure. I forgot about, I forgot to mention that. Well, Carter is a strong leader. Um, he's also a, he's also a big team player. Mm -hmm. Um, he's willing to delegate and let others have the, let others have the limelight. He's all Carter's also willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. Mm -hmm. He is, I, I would, I would say he is, I think the comparison for him being Captain America, just the overall archetypical archetypal good guy, like that is Carter. Like he Carter is such a strong leader and we both enjoy, we both really enjoyed Carter uh, and the rest of the cast from, from Lightspeed Rescue. Which yeah, is although I, although and, Carter might be my favorite from that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's almost, well, I'll save that for when we're talking about tears, but anyway, sure. the, so, so for you, I'm knowing you and knowing how basic you are, oh. I'm going to, really really (laughs) one that's funny coming from a fan uh coming from a guy whose favorite villain is lord zed two with (laughs) co-hosts like you who needs thrax (laughs) oh how dare you speak that how dare you speak that name on this podcast sir um (laughs) so do you want me to hit the rant master button for you for your red ranger 
I'm going to say you chose Andros. And you would be correct. And I, I have, I will admit it's a little bit of a heart pick instead of a head pick, but I have a reason for it and I'll get to it in a, a little bit later, but I can justify my selection here. For one thing, I do think what Andros brings to the table is his combat and military experience. I mean, we find out he was a ranger who was fighting to defend his home planet from invasion. So there's a lot. So he was so compared. And we talked about this in the episode compared to the rest of the Rangers. He seems to be more seasoned compared by comparison. Oh yeah. But he had to grow into leadership. You know, Carter took to it very naturally. Andros had to grow into it because he was used to working alone. So I think there's something to be said there. And along those lines, I would make the argument having now seen every, you know, the entire, you know, television and movie portions of this franchise. Can you name a ranger who made a tougher call than Andros? Countdown to destruction, man. Yeah, countdown to destruction. That was tough. Um, I mean, outside of what we saw with Zato in Dino Fury, basically, you know, sacrifice, knowing he was going to die, um, or even steel for that. Well, if we're talking specifically about red Rangers, you know, you got Zato from, from, um, from Dino fury, um, that, that, that knew he was going into it. Like there was a high, there was a high probability he was going to die or quote be destroyed. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. Except, but I would say self-sacrifice with mm -hmm. most of these Rangers, Mm -hmm. it comes a little bit more naturally. You know, it's the hero thing to, it's the, you know, it's the, it's what heroes do, but right. Andros basically being told by Zordon, I know you've been trying to find me all this time. Well, you found me, and now I need you to kill me if you want to save the galaxy right now. Essentially, yes. And Andros doesn't want to do it, and I understand why he doesn't want to do it. I don't know how many other Rangers would have been willing to do that, mm-hmm. at, at least in that team. I don't think anyone else would have right. been willing to, you know, to pull that proverbial trigger. Right. So if you want a leader who's going to make incredibly tough calls, Mm -hmm. Andros is your man. And then on a practical level, even though this is something that didn't really get used a lot. And, you know, if I was, you know, writing a story with this dream team, I would have him do this. He has the telekinesis, but here's the other thing with Andros, you're guaranteed a Megazord because he has the Astro mega ship, which doesn't need to combine. It just transforms. Mm-hmm. So, which that is his personal craft. So you've got a guaranteed Megazord, like I yeah. said, with Andros. So there's practical reasons here as well. Exactly. All right. So, so what ne- is? Mm-hmm. So what colors next? Blue. Blue. Okay. Blue. All right. Blue. So for you, mm. <sighs> oh man. Uh. Oh, that's, this is harder. It's harder for me to, to pick a blue ranger for you than I thought. Uh, I don't think it would be sky because sky and Carter aren't going to get along. No, it's not sky. I can tell you it's not sky. Yeah, it's not sky. 
I'm not entirely sure. Go, go ahead and surprise me. Okay. So for my blue Ranger, typically a blue Ranger is our techie. Mm -hmm. I would not classify this blue Ranger as a techie though. Um, I would, I would say that this blue Ranger is a complement to the strong leadership ability of, of Carter because he is both a strong leader. So if Carter needed to delegate duties down to this blue Ranger, he could, he could absolutely do that mm -hmm. because, because this Ranger has been a leader himself. So for my blue Ranger, I went with, Oh wait, in I think I know now I went with in space blue TJ. TJ. I was like, wait, it's going to be TJ, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went with in space blue TJ for a lot of, for those reasons. And, and actually one, and one reason you've already highlighted is I believe that incorporating TJ, there is the possibility that he could come along. He could come along with the Astro mega ship. Yeah, because in in space they didn't have individual zords until later, which means you potentially exactly. also do get the individual zord. Same thing with exactly. Andros. Exactly. I don't know how useful they're going to be by themselves, but yeah, have them. Yeah. <laughs> you have them. You have the. They're there. You have the ability. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I, uh, but I like. I do think that's a uh, that's a good choice. Anything else with TJ or? No, I just think TJ is a very solid. He's like I said, he, he, he was a leader. He was, he, he, he had the baton passed to him by Tommy Oliver in turbo. And he grew into that leadership role in, for, in, in turbo. And I would even, I would even argue, I know, I know some fans, uh, would get, get upset that TJ was relegated to what they think is the, the second in command or a uh, very demoted. secondary role demoted, demoted. Uh, but I don't view TJ's, I don't view that as a demotion for TJ because it's a different circumstance. Right. Because TJ was essentially TJ was essentially the bridge between uh, the Earth Rangers and Andros. Mm -hmm. So and also, TJ is TJ still is a leader in his own right. Right, and also keep in mind that since they're spending a lot of their missions in space, hence the name. Mm -hmm. Andro, that is Andro. Andros has far more experience with that. TJ is completely out of his element. Exactly, but that does not mean that TJ does not possess his own possess his own leadership qualities. Oh no, and I not at and, all. And I sincerely, and I sincerely believe that TJ would be a very good uh, second in command to Carter. I mean, he came back as Turbo Red and Forever Red, so he got to be it's a true. red, and it, so he was, you know, being a Red Ranger with Andros at that point. Mm -hmm. And it worked yes. out very nicely. Very nicely. Very nicely. Okay. Who do you think I picked for blue? Blue. Okay. So I think, I think you leaned into the very archetypal blue ranger is a techie. So I'm going to go with the obvious choice. I'm going to say you picked Billy as your blue ranger. I seriously considered Billy until I had to shake things up when I wanted to make sure that really? I got, yeah, until, that I got jade you know uh, uh tommy inserted into the team even though you know if we if you want to know the joke that pollyanny danny uh, suggested to us going back and listening to that i said that how has billy not become the the elon musk of the power rangers universe other than the fact that he had to move to aquatar 
<laughs> because he invented a flying car in his garage. And Danny said, why didn't you use the joke? Billy, uh, billionaire. <laughs> I am shamed. Oh boy. I am shamed. Yes. But no, I did. I wanted, I did want to make sure I had a techie on the team. And I quickly realized that not every Power Ranger team necessarily has a ranger who's a techie. A lot of times they have a support character who's a techie. You know, like, you know, like Dino Thunder, the, you had the, the girl there, you had Miss Fairweather and Lightspeed Rescue. So, you know, it doesn't always work out like that. However, there is a techie in Dino Thunder, technically, Ethan James. Because we find oh. out in SPD that when he grew up and got out of high school, he became a tech tycoon and made the technology that SPD was using. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. He so even though most of the time when we see him in the show, he's just doing stuff with computers and it's the, I can't remember her name now suddenly, but you know the the lady at the HQ was doing a lot of that stuff for them. He clearly has an aptitude for it. He's also very clever. So if you want to figure out how to get out of a situation with, you know, uh, with in another, in a way other than just sheer brute force, which I think might be good for Andros at this Mm -hmm. point, because I don't know if Andros is necessarily going to be going to make the clever calls. Mm -hmm. You know, Andros will probably be a little bit more straightforward, whereas Ethan would be able to like, hold on, let's try approaching it from this angle. I mean, we saw that in, in space because it was Mm -hmm. TJ who came up with the idea about everybody dressing up in blue to throw the psychos off. That that was an Andros's idea. Right. Ethan also has a very strong sense of of justice and, Something that would be very helpful for this team, because as you'll see, most of my, uh, most of my selections are pretty serious people. He can bring some levity there, you know, lighten the mood and you know, bring people's spirits up a little bit with a quick joke. I mean, TJ possesses that quality as well. TJ yes, was does. a little bit. TJ, TJ was TJ was a little bit of a lighthearted, a, a more lighthearted character in contrast to Andros. Mm-hmm. Um because TJ had a very jovial personality, but I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, but then again, not surprised at the same time you pick Dino Thunder blue. Mm-hmm. So good. All right. I not like to that. mention, I, I mean, like look at all the crazy power-ups and stuff that the kid has. I mean, that'll, I like that'll that. be handy. <laughs> I do. I, I like that. I actually, I actually like that a lot. I'm, I'm a little jealous. I didn't pick that myself, but I'm sticking with my, I'm sticking with TJ. I'm sticking yeah. with TJ. Yeah. We'll, we'll fudge around on the tears, but we're not fudging around with, uh, with these. Yeah. We're all not right. fudging with this. I'm sticking right. with what I got. Yellow. Now, also, I'm going to let you know, you know, with yellow, since there are some male yellow rangers, I and I'm not, I don't want to pick on them too much, but I decided I want two girls, mm-hmm. so I have a female yellow ranger, so that will narrow it down a little bit for you. But for you, Michael, uh, so you, ha- so you, you, you told me you had a girl, right? Mm-hmm. It is a girl, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that eliminates ninjas or ninja storm kid. trying to think you haven't had anybody you haven't had anybody from mighty morphin yet and i know you've got some mighty morphin people in there your nostalgia will not allow you to not have somebody from mighty morphin you know what this will be my first mighty morphin guess i'm gonna say trini 
Well, this yellow ranger that I put that I picked, um, we we've talked about that the yellow rangers archetype, um, the the yellow rangers archetype kind of shifts and evolves as per needed because you've got you've got Cassie from Lightspeed Rescue who was who is a tomboy. She was the athletic. Cassie was one. in Space and Turbo. Kelsey, 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 damn it. Kelsey, Kelsey. I'm so sorry. I, all the, all of them start running together after all. Kelsey, 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 too Kelsey. many K and C names, right? Kelsey. I'm a fa- fake fan. Uh, Kelsey, <laughs> Kelsey was the, Kelsey was super athletic. She's a tomboy, but I can't have Kelsey because I've got Carter. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, then, then you've got Kira, from Dino Thunder. from Dino Thunder, which is also a really fantastic Yellow Ranger oh, yeah, in her own is. right. She is the uh, she was the, she 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 can play both the stoic. Um, uh, she can play both the stoic critical thinker as well as lend emotional support to the team. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, she's a punk. She's a punk. Girl. She's a punk. She's a punk girl. Yeah, she's a lot of fun, but I didn't pick. I didn't pick Cure. I didn't pick Cure at all. Um, and then you've got RPM Yellow. Really? Then you've got RPM Yellow and her story arc and how she evolved as a character throughout her. T- her our, is through, she through, your pick? throughout her arc so for my pick for my yellow ranger i went with my heart on this one and i picked trini oh (laughs) yes i got it right you led me on there good you led me on there good nice job sir nice job But uh, dream a Trini. There's another joke we missed. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Yeah, there's another. One. I'm sure all those jokes that we missed throughout the ser- throughout this run of the show, it's we're all they're all gonna start coming back. But no, in all seriousness, though, like I, the reason I picked Trini is it, it is my heart pick. It it is my heart pick. Like my heart will always belong to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I think that Trini. I believe that Trini could, I believe that Trini learned enough from Billy to be a techie in her own right. I believe that Trini also can provide wise counsel Mm -hmm. to this team. She can be, Trini can serve, Trini can also serve as the emotional support because we saw that with her, but she can also provide extremely wise counsel to the team. Mm-hmm. So when, mm-hmm. when situations arise where Carter's um, when Carter's overzealousness starts kicking in or TJ's indecisiveness starts kicking in, I think that Trini can come in and give wise counsel to, right. to, to those, to those guys. Right. I also feel like, because, th- and this was, a dynamic I wish the the original show had kept, particularly mm-hmm. with her and Billy, which is she would basically translate all of the highfalutin <laughs> yes. stuff that Billy would say so that everyone else can understand. And I feel like she could probably do something a little bit like that. Maybe not translation, but I think she could serve as a, a little bit of a an intermediary, a a peacemaker, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that would be that would just be my guess kind of building off of what you've been saying 
Yep. Now, who did you? So, I think I honestly think I, I said all of that. I teased you a little bit, and I said all of that because uh-huh. I actually think your pick is RPM Yellow. Summer. Summer. Yes, it's summer. <laughs> it's summer. I say it's that's summer what I lands down. <laughs> Arguably, <laughs> I'm with the Disney brain on this. Arguably, one of the greatest Yellow Rangers. I it's summer is amazing. I mean, first off, mm-hmm. the girls survived the robot apocalypse after being abandoned by everybody. Yeah, that is some that is some resilience right there, and that and that was learned resilience. She comes from a life of privilege. All right, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, for sure. So that so, and then she became very proficient. She's an ex. She's an excellent martial artist and an expert a cyclist. She rides motorcycles, but. The main reason that I'm pick that I went with her is that one of the things that we saw about Summer, besides, oh well, her also being very independent, which I think was very, you know, which was very good for her at certain points. She's very empathetic, and she's able to mm-hmm. see the good in others when right. other people don't. She was the one who said, "There's something about Dylan, and I believe in Dylan when no one else wanted to trust the guy." Mm-hmm. Which is also a part of Trini's archetype as well, right? Like I feel like I feel, and it's and and I I, I believe that it's not it's not an accident that Yellow Rangers tend to be a lot more empathetic, right? That like that doesn't mean that Pink Rangers aren't empathetic. That just means that Yellow Rangers are empathetic because if I'm not mistaken, if I remember if I'm remembering my color theory correctly, color or yellow is the color of empathy. It's also in the color theory I learned in school. It's also the color of enlightenment or blindness, sometimes both mm-hmm. at the same time. But in this case, mm-hmm. I think we're leaning into enlightenment. It's other, enlightenment for sure. Yeah. And because she's she's got an independent streak in her, she's not afraid to talk back to those in authority. She would tell Scott, you know, I don't think what you're doing is necessarily a good idea. She would stand up to Dylan and call out his BS. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. do think with someone who can be as hard headed as Andros, mm-hmm. she will be able to walk up to Andros and, and tell him, Hey, I don't think this is the smartest idea to go with. Right. Or something like that. So she can push back because, and we know, because we know what happens when you have a Ranger team where nobody pushes back against the red Ranger. Look at it. You. Jayton Christ, you yeah, as I say, you end up with with hero literal hero worship and yeah, yeah. So I think that could be. Uh, so I think that will come in handy. Uh, I think potentially with Ethan, if need be, she can probably temper him a little bit because he can get a get a little carried away, as we saw in Dino Thunder. And mm-hmm. potentially, if she has to, I. I'm not entirely sure on this, but she might be able to kind of explain all of the jargon that he gets into because she would probably have a mm-hmm. little bit of experience with that. Mm-hmm. So my pick right there, she was, I love everybody in RPM, but my gosh, she had some of the best episodes. She really did. <laughs> she did. I agree. I think we we talked a long time about RPM. Specifically, we talked a long time about summer. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. All right, it's now time for pink slash white, and I think you and Ooh. I both we both picked pink. We didn't go with the. I did not. Yeah. I did not go with white. I went. I did. I go. I went with the traditional colors. 
Yeah. So pink. Given that you already have Trini, I would have expected Kim. No, you don't have I, that Kim. was that was a very hard. That was a very hard. That was a very <laughs> hard sure choice to was. make. I'm sure it was. The but the other problem is is that there's a lot of really great pink rangers slash white on occasion. You know, like if you're Wild there Force, there's a lot of really great ones to pick from. Uh, the one I, who I would, objectively speaking, say is the best pink ranger. I don't think you went with because there would probably be some butting of heads, but I will go with it anyway. Jen Scott's. Well, see, here's the thing about pink rangers. Pink rangers, pink slash white rangers, like we talked about with yellows, they tend to be a lot more empathetic. A lot of times, uh, a lot of times you, you, a lot of times pink rangers fall into a very traditionally feminine archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, look at, um, looking at, um, um, SP, SPD pink, um, um, Sid, Sid Sydney, looking at SPD pink, uh, Kimberly, the traditional, traditionally speaking, uh, pink rain, Sarah from, uh, Ninja steel, traditionally speaking, um, pink Rangers fall into that very feminine, very like feminine, feminine archetype. um, and but we've also seen pink rangers who have been sort of the life of the party. They've been a little lighthearted. Uh they've been a little bit more lighthearted, I should say. Um, looking at samurai pink, uh, looking at uh I think it's uh looking at um uh super mega mega force and super mega force pink, very sweet, kind, um compassionate, uh, compassionate, almost um, compassionate people motherly yes i th- i think that's also a very important part of the pink archetype um i think all of those things are important and i think a lot of those things especially those caring aspects especially those empathetic aspects i think a lot of that stuff is learned specifically mm-hmm. learned through circumstances so for my pink i went with Jen Scott. I got Time it. Time Force Pink. Time Force I Pink. I got it. <laughs> Time Force but, Pink. Yes. Yeah, I, I I did seriously consider Jen. But the thing, here's the thing. I have to ask you. I'm a little, I, I'm not surprised. Yet. I'm a little surprised. Do you think Jen and Carter might butt heads a little bit? Because Jen likes being in charge. She's used to being in charge. Jen, well, here's the thing about Jen though. Jen was in charge because Jen was in charge because she had to be in charge. She had to, she had to be in charge uh because uh because of just circ- just because of just how circumstances panned out. And and I'm not going to and I'm not going to sit here and say that she would just play the secondary like that she would just just automatically cave and and let Carter do whatever he wants. But I also believe that Jen respects authority. She specs, she respects strong leadership because she is a strong leader. I believe that although there would be some tension, and we talked about this when we were kind of talking off cast before we revealed our teams, because none of it, we don't, we don't know each other's teams. 
Uh, let me just say that. But we, but I did mention to you earlier when I was talking that I believe that a little bit of tension within a team is a good thing mm-hmm. because it forces people to evolve and it forces people to grow. So I believe that because Carter is such a strong leader and because TJ is such a strong leader, I believe that that would also force Jen to to level up even further and also temper some of her um, uh, impulse because uh, because Jen Scott was a little impulsive at times. I think that I think that uh, Trini would also help Jen having Trini as a as a as a fellow uh, feminine voice on the team. I think that would help temper some of those impulsive uh, inclinations of Jen. Mm-hmm. I do think Jen would respect Carter. Yes. And she would probably respect Carter. I mean, I guess we could we could get really technical here about y'all. At what point in Jen's Ranger career are we? Are we talking like middle of time force? Are we talking wild force, Jen? You know, but I would I think she would respect Carter more easily than say Wes. Right. Because even though Carter is not time force, he's a firefighter, he's a public servant, he has experience. So I think she would be willing to respect him. Well, look at look at her relationship with with her with Alex, her former Mm -hmm. fiance. Like Alex was a Alex was was closer in archetype to uh, Carter than to Wes now that worked to Wes's advantage. She saw like it was because of Wes's, uh, naivete or his, his, like him just being green, you know, him just being like a green, like green in the gills or however, the, like just him being a newbie, greenhorn. like yeah. she, she would, he would be being a greenhorn. Yeah. Um, no that she was able, <laughs> right. She was able to, to, to kind of start to, to really respect Wes because what mm-hmm. she saw potential in Wes. I think that although Alex, although Alex and Carter share a very similar demeanor, I believe Carter is a lot, it was a lot of, a, is a lot more, is a stronger of a leader because he's less of an a-hole. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you there, but right. yeah, I, but I do think having somebody it's kind of this is why I had Summer on the team on my team because I do think you need somebody who will be willing to talk back to the leader and call them out because mm-hmm. if they are potentially making a bad decision, especially when you have the you know, Red Rangers are very typically these very are typically these very commanding, kind of headstrong, very sure characters in one form or another that can look different. You know, with Andros, he's too used to being a loner. So he needs to, you know, he had to learn to be a leader and to actually think about having a team. Whereas somebody like right. Carter is probably used to, you know, getting stuff done and telling mm-hmm. and delegating to people to get stuff done. And so Jen can be like, hold on a second, Carter. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, it, it, that actually does make sense. Well, like I said, my concern would be that there might be some butting of heads. <laughs> so I see potential team conflict there, which if we're making this into say an episode of television or an issue of the boom studios comic, I think would lend well for storytelling. I think a little bit of tension. I think a little bit of tension helps a team. Honestly, right. 
Right. A little, I should say healthy tension, healthy tension. Healthy tension. And I think, I think that, I think that Jen Scott would bring some healthy tension to the team. Mm -hmm. Plus there's the fact that she knows what's going to happen for the next thousand years. So, (laughs) well, there's that too. (laughs) There's that too. All well, I didn't right. leave it that. over I, with. That just, say, just, just say who you think my pink ranger is. Just get it over with. <laughs> All right. Fine. Don't beat around the oh. bush. You already know. Uh, I already you, know. Well, not, not that you already know. You already have your guess. <laughs> I I already know exactly who it is. I, I already know exactly who it is. And it's um it's 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 gonna be Sarah from Samurai and Super Samurai. <laughs> uh, she's pretty, but no. but i think that i think you leaned into i think you leaned a little heavier into the more traditional pink archetype than i did Mm -hmm. and i know how much you love a good redemption story Mm -hmm. so i think you went with lost galaxy pink specifically corone corone yeah this is a little bit of a hard pick. Yeah, everybody's like, Blue Wings of Black Leather, man. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yo, make the jokes all you want. But here's the first thing. I, I will admit I kind of picked Andros so I could have Corona, specifically because I think it's been a tremendous missed opportunity because not even the Boom Studios comics, as far as I know, I could be wrong on this, have done this. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it in the show. They have had, oh, I mean, you, I guess you could make the argument that it happens a legendary battle, but for, you know, how much do we really want to count this? But they had the opportunity in the Lost Galaxy to have Corone fight alongside her brother as a Power Ranger. And mm-hmm. that opportunity was not taken. Right. And like I said, as far as I know, the Boom Studios comics have not done it either. So, Part of me wanted to do that so we could have that. So the brother and the sister finally reunited. The sister is dealing with her past and she's seeking redemption by being a power ranger. And now she's alongside her brother who helped save her. It just, that seems so wonderfully poetic and like such a great, like everything just comes full circle. And I feel like that needs to happen now. So that's the heart reason I, uh, I did it. We're going to get a more, practical yeah i did also went with her because she's kind and she's compassionate so i think you need someone like that on this team that's Mm -hmm. a lot a big function of pink rangers she's also very determined as we saw if you see in lost galaxy she's you know when she's getting the missing quasar saber when she is on the team and like she's the had that episode where she spent a lot of time with damon and she was very determined to get damon to do things and to help him out with what you know i can't remember exactly what was going on but you know helping him out there but the reason that she is as kind and compassionate as she is is because she comes from the position of being the main villain she was the princess of darkness she was the queen of evil for a hot second all right she understands how villains work so she can bring that experience to this as well. So if they're trying okay. to understand what are the bad guys doing right now, she can say, well, given uh, this is what I would have done, or this is what so-and-so in the, you know, the Alliance of evil would have done. She has firsthand knowledge and experience. And as we saw in lost galaxy, she also <laughs> still has some connections in the shadier parts of the universe. 
that she can leverage a little bit. Mm-hmm. Go a little. She can go a little incognito and not really, uh, and 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 kind of move it, move it, move within those circles mm-hmm. and not necessarily be exposed. Now it mm-hmm. was, it was by hack, it happenstance that Trakina was there and recognized her and knew that Astronema mm-hmm. had been defeated. If it were not for that, she would have succeeded. She would not have been exposed. Mm-hmm. And the other so that was a very that was a very it was a very it was a risky move, but it was it, it was a move that I would say paid off in the end. Right. And then the other thing is, if for whatever reason Andros is not going to listen to Summer, because I don't know if Ethan would push back too hard. Summer mm-hmm. would do it a bit if they if he does if he doesn't li- if there's one person on this team he'd probably listen to it's going to be his sister. Yes. And if she's not feeling it, you know, if she has those moments where she feels guilty, doesn't think she needs, she deserves to be happy. Her brother can come and help her out. I think summer would help as well. I think summer would be likely to take her aside and say, Hey, I knew Dylan was a good, was a good guy. I know. Yeah. I, I know there's good in you too. So, you know, and Mm. you know, Summer knows about what it's like to deal with a guy who was supposed to be a bad guy at one point or another. Mm. So right. there's a lot. So there's a lot that, you know, of interpersonal dynamics there. They're going to work for everybody, I would say. Mm. Now, the funny thing is, given what I know about our team makeups, we have two different colors, but it's the same person. So we may as well just get it over with <laughs> for the next one. So for black so, slash green. So black, so black slash green. We both know, we both know who we picked for this. This is the one, this is the only one that we cheated on because let me just say this right now for those who's listening, we already know this is the only one we cheated on. So I'm going to go ahead and go first. Um, Typically, a Black Ranger tends to be the life of the party. They're a, and in what we saw with RPM, they are the lone wolf. Sometimes they're the lone wolf. They are they're the outsider. They're the um, uh, they're the ones that are a little bit more mysterious. I think mm-hmm. for good reason. Like I think black. I think the color black uh, lends itself to having such an archetype. Um, but I would say typically that black Rangers throughout, throughout his, throughout the franchise have been more. So the, the life of the party, I would say black, black slash green, you know, Damon from lost galaxy was that way. Um, uh, the, the, Oh God, what was his, um, Oh shoot. Uh, the cowboy from Lightspeed rescue. Um, oh, uh, Joel, Joel, Joel was very lighthearted as well. And he would, he was green. Um, but since I have Carter, I can't have Joel. Um, so this is my first time going outside of, cause my team so far is made up of the original nine seasons, like the original Saban era, but this is going to be my first time going outside of that. And I'm going to be going into the Disney era. And for those who don't already know, or don't know me for my black Ranger, I'm going with Dino Thunder Black, Dr. Tommy Oliver. Dr. Tommy Oliver. Yeah, we're both we both have Tommy. We both have Tommy in the slot, but different colors and mm-hmm. also serving different roles on our teams. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
So, exactly. you, so, so why do you have specifically Dino Thunder Tommy? And we we had this discussion of like it's specifically Dino Thunder Tommy, not Master Morpher Tommy. Not <laughs> see, I could have cheated and just said Master Morpher Tommy. From, uh, from... Master Morpher Tommy is his own Ranger team, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm following the rule, if I'm specifically following the rules, I can't have Master Morpher Tommy because I can't have two I can't reds. have another I can't have two Reds. Like I can't have Zeo red or turbo red. So, and I've already got TJ. So that automatically counts out turbo red as well. So the reason why I went with Dino Thunder, Tommy is with, with Dino Thunder, Tommy, you're going to get a seasoned veteran similar to how similar in, in, in different ways, but in a very similar way that Corone works for you in terms of knowing how villains work, knowing how, you know, just knowing how the whole dynamic between good and evil works. I can think of no other person in this franchise other than Tommy Oliver, specifically Dr. Tommy Oliver, that would kind of know that would, that would, that could see certain situations coming before they even happened because he's been there before with Dr. Tommy Oliver. You also get a little bit of a, uh, you get a little bit of that techie aspect. He's, you know, Dr. Tommy Oliver. We can't, we cannot forget that he was the person that helped develop. He did help develop the technology that created the Tyranodrones. So there is some of that technical, there is some of that technical or bio biological engineering prowess. He also uh, invented their Zords. He also invented their Zords. So there is that technological prowess already baked into the cake with, with Dino Thunder Tommy. Um, but I think with Dino Thunder Tommy, you're just going to get a very strong mentor. A lot of these team members, at least in their, we'll say specifically in their prime, um, were considered either with, were considered either teenagers or young adults. So there is a little bit uh, of a, there is, there, there is, I feel like a little bit of maturity difference with between uh, maturity difference between Dino Thunder, Tommy, and this is, and the rest of the team. Although I'm not saying that TJ and Ken, I'm not saying that TJ and, and Jen and uh, uh, Carter aren't mature, but there I is that. Say, I would but be there curious is, to see how Jen is going to interact with Tommy. But there Jen's is a young that, professional. Tommy was Dino Thunder. Tommy was working with high school kids. But there is that mentorship quality to him. There is that mentorship quality to him. So if you wanted to have that Ranger archetype, that's also that we've seen that we saw later on in the franchise that also could double as the mentor. I think that that if if I if I can't have Andros, I can have Tommy, which is which is the next best thing or or, or an upgrade in, in my humble opinion. Also, I think that to, obviously Dino Thunder Tommy is going to work well with Trini because they know mm-hmm. each other. They've right. served they've served as Rangers before, similar with uh similar with T, with with TJ. I do I am a little bit concerned. I know we're focusing on Jen as sort of the wild card here because Jen could be a little bit volatile at times, but again, I believe that Jen respects strong leadership. And I think that she would respect Dr. Tommy Oliver. I think she would, but I, again, I see, I do see some potential conflict there. It'd be interesting to see her and Tommy in the same room together. That I think it would be a, a Kind of wish that make it happen, boom. I- <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, we kind of did with uh, Power Rangers Hyperforce. Yeah, I just started listening to Hyperforce. Same, I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also had Tommy. But I have Green Tommy. 
Oh, interesting. So why did you go with green Tommy? Green Tommy. My biggest concern about why I was a little hesitant to have green Tommy is because I felt like there might potentially be some overlap between him and Carone with the understanding the you know the mindset of evil although i think carone still beats him in that department because she was the full-fledged villain she was raised to be evil she was mired in it whereas tommy was mind controlled for you know for a you know for a couple of weeks by an evil witch and he was a good kid to begin with we talked about this so i don't think he has as much to say about that as carone would the, but the main reason I would uh, I went with Tommy is because when you're doing teams like this, when you look at a lot of you know like we'll say particularly like animated series or uh, team based movies or something like that, there's certain archetypes that you want to have in there, and one of those is you want to have somebody who this is not the proper term for it, but is essentially the muscle in the team. Mm-hmm. This is the hard hitter. This is the mm-hmm. one where. He, when you get into a knockdown dragout fight, this is the guy who's going to do the best in that. And I don't say that to diminish Ethan, Carone, and Andros, especially Andros, because he does have some, like I said, some military and combat experience. But this is Green Ranger Tommy, arguably at the peak of his game. He's immensely powerful. He is an expert combatant. He's incredibly loyal. Tommy is the muscle on this team. This is young Tommy, you know, mm. kind of impulsive Tommy. He needs a little bit of tempering, direction. which you know, a little bit of tempering and direction, which is where some of these other characters come. But Andros can probably help out with that. Andros and Tommy did get along in, you know, that mind you, that was slightly older Tommy in Forever Red. So, you know, they've met each other. So they have a little bit of, of experience with one another. And there's mm. another character. Let's just say my sixth ranger might be able to also help temper young Tommy here but the main thing that I want Tommy to do is I want him to be the muscle and also one word dragon sword <laughs> I'm just saying you get you get the astro megazord and the dragon sword I think they're winning <laughs> well I mean dino thunder Tommy comes with his own uh, the zord, zord. Yeah. the brachio zord which is an immensely powerful zord I think that for all those reasons those are all really great reasons to to choose to choose Green Ranger Tommy, but I'm also thinking about you get those same reasons like the 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 muscle, the the skilled fighter, but you also get the maturity that comes with age and experience with Doctor Tommy. Oliver. Right, right. So right. you get a little bit, you get less of the hot headedness and the impulsiveness, and you get more of the strategist with with uh, Dino Thunder Tommy than you would with Green Ranger Tommy. Right, for sure, but. That's what my sixth ranger is for. So speaking right. of sixth rangers, let's go into speaking sixth of sixth rangers. rangers. Yeah. S- speaking so of I, sixth rangers, these are the wild cards. Like these are I wild like these cards. Are... They're they're uncommon colors. This one next. Oh my gosh, this is probably one of the hardest ones that I had to pick because there's so many good sixth rangers. Oh, so many good choices. And I think for if I'm making a prediction before I reveal before you. Before you guess mine, if I'm making a prediction about yours, you chose yours. I believe that I believe the one you chose, you chose that particular sixth ranger for some of the same reasons why I chose Dino Thunder Tommy. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was saying that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, 
because I almost right. went because I almost went with Dino Thunder Tommy as well, but then I'm like, but I want this guy on the team, and I mm-hmm. don't want any overlap. So yes. Right. <laughs> so my Nathan, guess, who do you? Th- yeah, I was gonna say, who do you think my sixth ranger is going to be? You know what? Well, go, no, actually, Gold Ranger. <laughs> I, I was gonna say. I think you, you went you, with Zeo Gold Ranger specifically, Jason. I thought about it. Really? I thought about it. I mean, but come on, the... make our make our friend uh, our friend and lover of Canadian bacon happy, Chris. Chris Cook. <laughs> I... Go with Gold Ranger because he's a tank. All right. <laughs> I thought about it. I seriously thought about it, and that way I could sort of get all like I could get a like a good portion of the of the original Mighty Morphin team together. Um, but the, one of the big re one of the main reasons why I did not choose Zeo gold is because of just the, um, just because of how the, the Zeo powers interacted with Jason's body, the Zeo powers proved to be the, the Zeo gold ranger powers proved to be a little un- too unstable for Jason to handle which is which is the biggest reason why I chose which is which is the biggest reason why I I I steered away as much as as I could sit here and justify choosing um Jason as the gold ranger I went another direction uh for a lot of for 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 simply just because I don't believe that just based on what we have in the show the the gold ranger powers just were not compatible with him basically. And I'm afraid that you would run into a situation where they were in battle and then the, 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 the gold ranger powers would just begin to fail him. And then they right. would become a hell. It would become a liability at that point. Um, but, but, um, I, ch- the gold ranger, I did choose gold. I did choose gold. I didn't go silver, although I could have went silver. I could have went well, some okay. obscure. Well, let me think about this here. I could have went some obscure color like purple with RJ, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I went gold. Okay. So you could have gone with Trey of Triforia, which is what I'm thinking you did now. I don't think you would have gone with Ion. I don't think you would have gone. Uh, well, maybe Ivan. I don't think you would have gone with um, Antonio. I think of the other gold rangers that we've had. Yeah, I'm going with Trey um, of Triforia. You're going with Trey of Triforia. Okay. I mean, that's a that's a really that's actually a really good guess. It's a that's a really good guess, Marchan. You know me so well. <laughs> wow. It is it is shocking how well you know me. Um man, but I guess you don't know me well enough because the only person I'm going to be making happy today is our friend Jamie. Because I went with Ivan. You went with Dino Ivan. Charge. Okay, I should have also thought there's also one half of the Boom Twins. True, Could have been Gem, but yeah, true. But I went with Ivan from Ivan. Dino. Charge. I went with I went with Ivan from Dino Charge because some of the same reasons why you chose uh, Green Ranger Tommy. He comes with his own Zord that does not require a Megazord combination to uh, to to use its battle mode for. Um, I believe also for the same reason why you chose Ethan and some, well, some of the same reasons you chose Ethan being more of a lighthearted, 
sort of like a a, jo- a more jovial character is one of the reasons why I chose Ivan because that is sort of his personality type as well. <laughs> Use all the old timey speak, good fellow. <laughs> yes, and. I would. I just want to hear a conversation between very super serious Carter and not very serious uh, <laughs> Ivan. I just think that that conver- that whole conversation would be so so interesting. And I think that also she, um, you would probably drive Jen crazy too. <laughs> Jen. Okay. So here's another thing I'm thinking about too. Like ivan being a time traveler in himself would i i believe the the i believe the dynamic between ivan and jen would be interesting because she's time force you know he obviously oh, is not is of this, he obviously <laughs> is not of this time period so that would be super that would be such a super interesting dynamic um and Can you imagine the, I just want to see the look on Jen's face where he says, hello, uh, uh, hello, lady Jen, where I come from dinosaurs, you know, roam with people in present day. <laughs> and Jen would be like, okay, I need to call time force. We have an anomaly to fix. <laughs> exactly. Now the only, Oh God, that just, that is. Oh God, the, the, the time travel at the end of Dino Charge. We give Jen such a headache. <laughs> the only, the only, the only problem I'm, and I don't know why I keep going back to Jen uh, because I guess, I guess the time travel shenanigans and that, and, and because she is such a unique pink ranger, I'm afraid that I'm afraid that she would be a little bit, um, not necessarily concerned about Ivan and his loyalties, but maybe just concerned about him being there. Period might muck up the timeline. Well, I don't. She technically doesn't have to worry about it because he was sealed away for centuries. So true. So it's not like a case of someone plucked him out of time and dropped him there. No, he was sealed true. away for centuries. So true. Probably not anything she needs to worry about. Now the shenanigans that he got into in his universe, she'd probably be like. You offend me, child. I... <laughs> Why is there no time force in your universe? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> but I think I think that I think the team I think what what Ivan would bring to the team would just be a lot of fun. Honestly. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. It would be a all lot right. of fun. So all right. So I'm not even gonna play or I'm not gonna play around. I know with one thousand percent certainty. Your sixth ranger is pro or is arguably one of the one of the greatest mentors in ranger history. Sorry, and Zordon. <laughs> and that's and you pick Kruger, Commander Kruger. Anubis Doggy Kruger, the Shadow Ranger, everyone's favorite alien dog man. <laughs> I love Kruger. I love Kruger so much. I wanted Quantum Ranger. There was a time where I'm like, I want the quantum ranger but i uh, i was just like but i love eric's Kruger, too, so eric's I love too much so of a, much. eric's too much of a hothead he's I think too much eric's of a hothead and uh, unless i wanted to say this is wild force this is forever red the, you know eric myers where he actually will play nice with others uh, plus q rex the q rex man <laughs> shout out to winja the ninja the q rex is one of the best zords ever just <laughs> fight me <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh but kruger 
the the thing that's great about Kruger is that he can very much be the mentor in this case. He's commanding, but in a positive way. Mm-hmm. In a very positive way, he's used to managing a lot of diff- of multiple personalities and personalities that don't always get along. He can be the guy where if all of these characters are butting heads with each other, if Tommy's being impulsive, if Corona is is getting depressed if uh, summer is questioning things too much if andros is not you know playing well if ethan is just getting frustrated or whatever he can just yeah he can just you know for lack of you know pardon the pun but uh, bark at all of them not literally mm-hmm. thank hopefully yeah and calm all of them down and then put them all in their place and remind them of what their task is supposed to be because that's what he has to do with spd and he's also and I don't think this is necessarily something he needs to worry about here. He's also very good at taking the quote unquote B team and making them the gold standard for mm-hmm. SPD. So he can mm-hmm. do that with this one. Yeah. He also has a very strong sense of justice. You also get the Delta Command freaking Megazord, which is which so would they basically have their be own their base. base. <laughs> they have it would have to be their base. Yeah. It would have right. to be their base. They can send the Astro Mega ship out on missions and stuff like that. And also, he's just a mother truck badass. <laughs> 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 you do not screw with the dog man. <laughs> you do not screw this pooch. <laughs> oh no, oh, sir. <laughs> no. Sad trombone that. No, sad trombone that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but that's a, that's a super interesting team you have sir that is a really interesting team um i do have to ask though just for just for kicks and giggles just for kicks and giggles mm-hmm. um if you could describe and, and i'll do this for you too if you could describe my team in like a sentence or a phrase mm-hmm. how would you describe my team and let me reiterate and let me repeat this I have Carter, uh, Lightspeed Rescue Carter as my red. I have TJ, uh, In Space Blue as my Blue Ranger. I have Dr. Tommy Oliver as my Black Ranger. I have Trini as my yellow. Jen Scott as my pink. And rounding out the team with his over-the-top joyousness, Ivan, for my sixth Ranger as gold. If you could describe my team in a sentence, how would you describe it? As weird as this sounds, I'm trying to figure out how to make it into a sentence and not just a couple of words. Because the first thing that came to my mind was hierarchical and very, uh, very leader intensive, leadership intensive, mm-hmm. because you have a lot of characters other than Ivan who are used to being in leadership positions mm-hmm. in some form or another. Mm-hmm. So that was the thought that immediately came to my mind. Yeah, they they're they're all they've all been leaders at some point uh, in other their career Ivan. with other than Ivan, other than uh, well, other than Ivan, Ivan did ha- actually Ivan had a team of misfits because he did. Well, I would say how that the modern I would, world worked. I would say the only person on my team that has not been a leader of a team that has not been a leader in their own right is Trini. Yeah. Uh, Trini was not the leader, but I think that she possesses leadership qualities. Uh, I think she can, I think she can, 
you know, temper a lot of the impulsiveness and a lot of the indecisiveness that this team would bring with some of her wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a good dynamic. Um, but yes, I, I believe that also that because I believe that also because this team is very leader leadership minded, I believe that they also respect, I think they would have a mutual respect for one another. And so it wouldn't necessarily be a team of egos. It would just be a team of, uh, of leaders who realize that sometimes you have to take a step to really lead a team. You have to take a step back. And I think Carter would be willing to do that. Tommy would be willing to do that. TJ would be willing to do that. Um, the uh, still yet the wild card is, is Jen, but I think Jen's positives far and away, um, far, far and away, um, out. I think, I think her positives outweigh her negatives. Right. Just for the, what she, by what she brings to the team. So, right. right. So how would you describe mine? What is yours again? What was your rundown again? Andros, mm-hmm. Ethan, mm-hmm. Summer. Corone, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Green Tommy, Kruger. Mm-hmm. Shared experience, mm. um, a little bit of tragedy, mm-hmm. and I think growth mm. is is what is how I would describe. It is a team of individuals who had to go through a lot of um perilous circumstances actually yeah. Um, now that i think about that is a common thread other than ethan really it had because andros lost uh, you lost his sister lost his planet summer lost everything corone had her childhood taken from her tommy was forced to be evil kruger lost his wife and his planet good lord yeah there's some commonality for him and andros there (laughs) right I just think that I think a lot, I think your team has been through a lot personally, but, and I think that you do need someone like Kruger to focus them. Mm -hmm. I think that it would, I think that I, I believe that your team, what makes your team, what will make your team work as a whole is having a strong central leader in Kruger to focus all of them. Now you have, Mm -hmm. you have Andros. I think, I think that I think Andros is, is a strong leader in his own right. But I believe that I believe that Andros will be too focused on protecting his sister. Mm-hmm. And I believe I believe that uh, Carone will be will be focused on getting out from under her brother's shadow. Mm-hmm. And I believe that you need someone like Doggy Kruger to keep them all focused. Right. Because so the I way think. Ha- yeah, because what I'm looking at is that Kruger is not necessarily the team leader, but he is the guy who can coordinate things. Because remember, yeah, he's the head of SPD, but he's not the one who's necessarily taking command in the field. He still lets Jack handle that. But right. he but he makes sure to give Jack the appropriate training and advice that he needs in order to do the job. And remember, you know, because exactly. like he will literally let the team get their butts handed to him by a monster, so they learn a mm. lesson. Yes. So. So I I think that I think honestly, two words: tough love. Yep. I think your team. Love. I think I I think your I think your team is full of a lot of people that require or have experienced or even 
yeah, I think your team is full of a lot of people who require or have experienced at some point in their career, tough love. And I think that's all that's made them better people or made right. them better Rangers. That's actually very good assessment. Very good assessment. So with that, listeners with attitude, send us your Ranger dream teams using the same rules that we have. So mm-hmm. can't have more than one of the same color. Can't have more than one from a specific one of from a specific team or series. And you get five core Rangers and a sixth. And there at the time go. this episode, at the time this episode goes out, we will make a post in our Power Rangers Legacy Facebook group. Um, and we'll leave, how about gonna, we put it on Twitter too? Why not? We'll put it on Twitter too. Yeah, we'll try to get some community responses. So, but specifically, if you're someone listening and you want to be a part of a really great uh, community of Ranger fans who just like talking about who who just like talking about the franchise and celebrating it uh, with all of its uh, with all with all of its highs and lows, uh, join our Power Rangers. Uh, legacy Facebook group, and I and I really, I really think that you guys are going to have a good time there. Mm-hmm. All right, now it's time for the main event. The main event, <laughs> and in this corner, <laughs> former tag team partners, Blue Streak Ranger and Ranfast. Okay, no, we're not doing. We're not yeah, we're spl- not doing we're that. We're not cause... splitting up the tag team. What are you talking about? That while we right. still have the belts. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Vic it and Monty. It is time. <laughs> it is. It is time. It is time to. It's time to rank the franchise, my friend. It's time to rank the franchise. So we are. We made this on Tier Maker. We are using six tiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's and there's school grading style with you know except for the fact that you know we have an s tier which is essentially mm-hmm. a plus so and they all have funny names this is why this is the official power trip tier maker list for the power rangers franchise so starting at the top we have the s tier which we are affectionately calling blue wigs and black leather because <laughs> we know we know that i loves myself with some blue wigs and black leather apparently it is like the uh. best thing so, and then below that, we have what we call a pile of small things. And I call it pile of small things because we've come across some, ex- some very, some, you know, some great seasons of Power Rangers, but they don't quite go that, that little extra mile. So for me, with this tier list, the, the line between A and S tier is actually pretty thin. And... Mm. The way I would say the re the, what separates a tier from S tier for me is S tier has to do some truly extraordinary things and, and, or take risks and the, and the risks pay off. It has to really stand out. Yeah. So, cause we, I can point to some seasons where I say they took risks, but not all the risks pay, uh, paid off. Right. Exactly. So that's why it's pile of small things coming that goes back to our Dino Thunder episode. Mm-hmm. Next up for B tier, it's just for fun. I'm calling a Super Dino Ninja Fury Force. <laughs> yeah, and this is the category where it's it's a it, it's it's above average, but it's not doing anything particularly special. Yeah, like constantly reusing the same words in their titles. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's where I kind of got that one. <clears throat> And then for C, which is what we're going to say is, you know, the average, (laughs) 
hate me if you want, Michael, but nostalgia and corsets. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Moving on. Nostalgia and corsets. And then <laughs> we're getting close. We're getting close. After this, it's like, oh boy, it's starting to start getting bad. And then next up we have you, no say. <laughs> <laughs> where we're getting dangerously close to terrible but not completely unwatchable i guess maybe it's not it's not it's not terrible but it's not good it's not it's closer it's not, to terrible though <laughs> it's 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 those seasons where there are may there may be a few episodes you're willing to revisit, but you're not willing to watch the whole thing over again. Yeah, basically. And then finally, because you have to, F tier. Rentmaster activated. That is the name. These are the ones that just make us angry and we never want to go back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think that's pretty uh I think that's pretty straightforward there. And we are going to go in chronological order, starting with Mighty Morphin and going to Oh, that makes Dino sense. Fury. That actually makes sense. I thank you. Because yeah. that kind of hides our that kind of hides it a yeah, little bit. Where so we we yeah, where we put everything. And I will be just 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 so that I'm um just so that just just to let you guys know, I will be making my I have not actually made my list. So I, I haven't either. My list. I know where I'm gonna put them. A pretty good I know where I'm gonna put them, I, but well, I haven't made it yet. I don't I know where the majority of them will go, but I'm willing to change my mind and fudge around with some things. I think we may do that. We may do because there's a few I'm willing to fudge around with, but right. You know, this is, we're tapping in. We're very much tapping into our own inner MVM here. Monsters versus Met because Alex and Eric did this sort of stuff all the time on their show. And then move stuff around if they had. Yeah. Their their massive Godzilla franchise ranking. That was, that was an interesting discussion. Right. But they do it new. They do numerical ranking. I said, I don't want to do that. That's going to, that's, that's just going to kill my brain. Cause I don't want to, with the S tier, like I don't want to pick one who's an absolute number one because that's going to piss somebody off. But, (laughs) and I don't know if I want to go through the trouble of trying to justify making this one number one. So that's why Mm -hmm. I said, let's just make it tier. So that way we can say these are on the same level as opposed to trying to pick within each tier, which one is better. So but more power to Alex and Eric for doing that because I don't know how they can rack their brains hard, you know, that hard. But anyway, starting with Mighty Morphin, and we are going to include all three seasons of Mighty Morphin. So, we're so doing, this is so Mighty, we're Morphin doing Mighty Morphin, as, Morphin a unit. as a unit. So seasons one through three. Okay. Seasons right, one through That's three. Good to know. Alien Rangers is going to be separate, just so everyone knows. Also good to know. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, we're using the same tier, man. Okay, I put everything oh, in there. I, I I see the I I'm I see the I see the logo here now. I see the okay. Alien Rangers. So logo. okay, Mighty Morphin. This right off the right out of the gate. This is one of the harder ones for me to classify because mm-hmm. I could let it's a bit of nostalgia. I could let a little bit of the fact that this is the start. This is what set the stage. This is what got the whole thing going, and. I'm going to tell you right now, I do think that Mighty Morphin's greatest strength is its characters, whether that be the Rangers or the villains. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with you know the likes of Goldar and Rita Repulsa, Lord Zed, Tommy and Jason, and just that whole core team. 
it's everything that it's everything that we've watched. Zordon Alpha. Uh, it's yeah. it's everything that we've watched, including recently with Beast Morphers and Dino Fury. It's everything that the franchise is built upon. Right. Not just because it not just because it started, but because it started with such a unique and interesting premise that mm-hmm. series like like series that would come after have just built upon that lore. Yeah. It is the foundation and it gets it a lot foundation. of credit for being the foundation. It is. the Yes. Yeah. But is. on the other hand, because it's the beginning, because it's the start, there's some growing pains in there. Mm-hmm. There are some I awkward agree. episodes. There are some awkward implementation of the whole conceit of using the Sentai footage and editing mm-hmm. in American footage. There are some episodes and storylines that are just not working. Then there were the censorship issues that I think really hold it back at points. Especially once you get to about half, about, you know, a quarter, halfway through season two. Then there was all the back, uh, the behind the scenes drama that I think hurt it. Mm. You're a wonderful yeah, guy, you, Steve Cardenas, but Rocky is no Jason. You, like, but you're right. You have the, you have the backstage drama with the three cast members uh, Walter Jones, Tui Trang and Austin St. John leaving the show in, in the middle of season two. It's just, there's a lot of things about mighty Morphin that are wonderful and nostalgic and they give me all the warm fuzzies, but looking back on and, it and, and season one, ben- and at, well, all three seasons really benefited from using some really good sentais. <laughs> all three seasons really benefit. Yes. All three seasons benefited with, I would say, um, I would, I would say that season two, although season two was, although season two was wonderful and it is one of my favorite seasons, I think season two towards the latter half stumbled a little bit and then because of the censorship. Because of the censorship. And then I think, I think the formula really started to gel and come together in season three. Right. Like everything in season three feels a little bit more cohesive. Yeah. So all of that to say, I would say there's a lot of peaks and valleys with that three season run. And we're talking like almost 150 episodes, I think too, like 140, something something like that. There's a lot of peaks and valleys. There are certain episodes and storylines that I would say, yeah, if I was just ranking individual episodes, I'd say like, yeah, that's S tier for the franchise right there. Green with evil S tier right there. Right. No argument. Your green candle. Uh, that's another really good one. So yeah. return of an old be- friend. Yeah. Return of an old friend. So there's a lot of stuff at uh, white light. That was another really good one. So, you know, it's got a lot of stuff going through, but because of all the peaks and valleys that does hold it back a little bit. So for me personally, without just turning this into a rehash of our earlier episodes, I'm putting mighty Morphin in B. I want to put it higher. I wish I could, justify putting it higher but i'm putting it b i you know what as much as this one like you said at the start this one's hard this one this one is so hard because i am such a fan of mighty morphin um for better or for worse that this is very very hard for me but but i told myself that i was going to be objective i told myself that i was going to be honest and considering that we have just watched almost a thousand episodes of Power Rangers, we have watched some really stupendous seasons. I am also going to go ahead and put Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in B tier. In B tier. Okay. 
for all the same reasons that we talked about for all for all the same reasons we talked about and it that doesn't that doesn't necessarily make mighty morphin bad in my opinion what comes after not only builds upon mighty morphin but it also in a lot of ways enhances mighty it, it also it, it also enhances mighty morphin so we we'll, when we get to when we get to dino thunder i'll we'll expand a little bit more on that right and then next up uh, you, you, this is during the run of mighty morphin uh, but it, it is very much a separate entity for a lot uh, in a lot of ways but the mighty morphin movie mighty morphin power rangers the movie i have talked about this thing in three podcast episodes this year <laughs> I talked about it on here. I talked about it on the Monster Island Film Fault because some you patrons talked about it wanted on, it. Uh, the on Retro Rewind. On the Retro, Retro Rewind, Rewind. that's what it was. I I can't. It just I have watched and talked about this movie so much, so I can say definitively, it is fun. The best character in the movie who just steals everything and is I think Ivan really Ooze? elevates it is yes Ivan Ooze. It's Paul Freeman it as Ivan I- Ooze. It is the Ivan Ooze show featuring the Power Rangers. Featuring the Power Rangers. I did appreciate, uh, but I I do appreciate that they tried to upgrade the suits to make them look cinematic. I like the new theme song, trying to make it sound cinematic. Uh, the production values are definitely cranked up. And I like the new aesthetics that we have in here. Other than the awful CGI, the CGI almost kills it for me. The practical mm. effects, on the other hand, have aged remarkably well. It's set the stage for season two even though it's not canon mm-hmm. <laughs> but it did pave the way for what we would for what we would see in season three and you know too hot for tv i mean i'm taking her over ninja or i'm just saying i did right, <laughs> right. Ninja is cool and all but have you the, seen those abs i'm just <laughs> <laughs> the the 1995 movie feels like its own entity although you can see where you can see where the movie was drawing its inspiration from you can see shades of of what would come after what you could see shades of the movie in season three, but they kind of, they re-engineered some things mainly because of the Sentai they had to use. They had, they had to do it. Um, I said on, on se- in season three, right. Right. Um, I said that I enjoyed the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I've always enjoyed the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie um, because you had the returning cast. You had all, you had those old, you had those familiar faces. You had some reimagining of some characters, specifically our villains. You had Ivan Ooze, who is arguably one of the greatest. If he's not the greatest, he's absolutely the most, one of the most dynamic and oddly likable villains of the franchise. But I will say that because it feels so separate from the rest of Mighty Morphin as a whole, I'm going to go ahead and put this in the nostalgia character in the nostalgia category for it's C tier nostalgia and corsets. I'm going to go ahead and put this in the nostalgia character in this nostalgia ah, shoot the nostalgia category. Uh, because it just, it, it is a lot of, it is a lot of nostalgia. Like, yeah, I won't say that it's, I will not say that Mighty Morphin, the movie is an empty film. I will never say that. I don't think, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it is a lot more, we'll say sugary than. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where I have it too. It's undeniably fun, 
but I wouldn't mm. call it a great movie. If you want an example of a great movie based on a televised or otherwise children's property that, you know, that I think is genuinely good. Look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original 1990, a 1990 film, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is just a tremendously good movie on its own. This doesn't get there. And the, sh- the Rangers are very overshadowed by Ivan Ooze. Mm-hmm. You know, it, so in some ways, I wish it was better. I think if some of those deleted scenes that I heard about had been included, I probably would have bumped it up to maybe B because that would have made it a little bit more interesting. But mm. as it is, I have fun watching that's not it. Taking, that's not taking away from what we talked about either. Like, I think the, one of the biggest things that holds the, that movie back is some of the CG, is the CGI. Like yeah. if, if the CGI didn't look so terrible... Like I would be willing to put it in B tier because even though it is very sugary sweet, it's very sac. It's just a very fun saccharine sugary sweet kind of movie. It still has, it it has a lot going for in terms of its characters, Mm -hmm. but it feel, but the mighty Morphin the movie just feels like a, it doesn't feel like an expansion on those characters. Right. It just feels like they're leaning into the archetypes or leaning into the established characters. It's just, it is just a big budget version of the show. And, a lot and so I, I will never say it's empty. I will never say it's empty. I'm just going to say that it's, it's not as good as the show itself. Right. Next up, we have Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, that weird 10 episode miniseries. I'm gonna. Man. I'm just gonna say this right now. We talked about this in our episode. <sighs> Alien Rangers is weird. It is Alien really Rangers. weird. Even by I remember I talked about this in the episode. I had friends who were who kept with Power Rangers longer than I did when they were trying to explain to me what was going on. I'm like, what? They changed the show for two weeks. What? That's just odd. The whole setup for this with. The with the time reversal spell is odd. They're now they're 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 completely recontextualizing the Kaku Rangers completely. And it's a weird recontextualization. Well, it's because Kaku Ranger is an incredibly Japanese. These are all very Japanese shows, but but Kaku Ranger specifically, at least for this era, is an incredibly Japanese show. Yeah. It, it really de- is it's dealing. It's dealing with yokai. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, and I'm wondering, and I'm wondering how some of those monsters from like season three got into the show. Looking at you, I, I guy. Um, no, it was, or, uh, it was the sea monster. Sea monster. That's what it is. This, the flasher, the flasher monster. <laughs> um, but I'm wondering how some of that stuff made it into the show, but okay, fine, whatever. But yeah. it's just very, it's very, it's a very, it's a very weird recontextualization of a very Japanese show. Right. And which, which, but I, but I will say, but I will say that the, the idea of these, these alien Rangers coming to say, coming to, coming to the aid of our power Rangers because they're unable to, I do like that premise. You look and and you yeah. and you think about and you think about like like some of the other stuff that was a part of like the Battle Borgs. It's just different. Like right. they don't actually drive their zords per se, but they use them through uh telekinesis, which I right. thought was a really it, right. it was a really cool thing back right. in back right. in the day. 
But the thing about I remember, Alien... I was just going to say, I remember watching Alien Rangers. I remember watching that miniseries as it was happening in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing that about Alien Rangers, why I say it's weird and kind of awkward, is that it's a, it's really just an extension of Mighty Morphin Season 3. Mm-hmm. It's the true season finale. It's the the last episode of Alien Rangers is the true season finale. But since it's basically being cordoned off, it makes Mighty Morphin end on really a weird. bit of a downer. And it's, and again, very awkward. So yeah. it, I mean, clearly these characters are well-liked because Hasbro just announced they're doing a five-pack lightning collection set for these characters. So, Which I just, which I told you and our friend Danny in our group chat, I'm like, you know what? Like, I know that the lightning collection has been plagued with QC issues ever since they switched over to plastic-free packaging. Damn you, Hasbro. Um, but I'm going to have to pick up that set. It They and, do look snazzy. But I'm gonna and, have and to pick I give, up that. And spin. I give the Alien Rangers credit; they have a female White Ranger as their leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sets some precedents there, so some forward thinking. But because of all of that, and just the weird setup with the regular Rangers as kids, except for Billy, sort of, and just like just all kinds of weirdness, the tones all over the place. I'm putting it in C. So nostalgia and corsets, nostalgia and corsets. I'm putting it in C tier. <clears throat> it's when you shake it all out, it's not unwatchable, but it's really average. I feel I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that you put it in C tier. Honestly, I'm a little bit surprised because I just don't like when we talked about alien Rangers, you didn't seem all that impressed by it. I'm still not. There's still, there's some good things going for it, but it's most of the big, my biggest gripe against it is that it's just weird and awkward with Mm -hmm. its existence is kind of weird and awkward. I almost wish that it had just been the last 10 episodes of mighty Morphin. Yeah. I think, I think also it deserves to be in C tier, which is where I'm going to put it as well. Uh, I'm going to put it in the nostalgia category because I am very nostalgic for mighty Morphin alien Rangers. Mighty Morphin alien Rangers is still, it's not unwatchable. It's really not even that unrewatchable. I think that it's 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 such a short mini series that you could, you know, spend an afternoon and go back and rewatch it and still be happy with it. And you just, you know, it, it's still weird, and you kind of have to know that going into it. Um, it's not going to be the it's not going to be the series that I recommend to a new fan. Uh, but I but it but when it comes up in conversation, I'm going to tell them, hey, when you get here. And this is what, actually, it's really funny because when I, um, when I, when our, our mutual friend, Alex Cornette, who was on our, uh, Dino Charge episode, he's been watching through the franchise as well. And when I told, and when, when, when I told him about Alien Rangers, he actually kind of got excited because it, 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 because to him, it sounded so incredibly bonkers and weird that he was excited to watch it. And from what I remember having that conversation with him, he, him and his uh, little girl, Gwen, really enjoyed Alien Rangers. Right. Right. So there's, there's also but, some missed potential there. The only one of the Alien Rangers that really stands out is, dang it, I can't remember her name, the White Ranger. Delphine. Delphine, yeah. She's the only one who really stands out. The rest of them kind of blend together. Now it was cool seeing them come back later, and they actually do a mm-hmm. little bit more with a couple of them. But yeah. right, I think one came back. Uh, the red one, Enzio. the name. Uh, well, the red one came. Well, I, they, uh, yeah, we had 
but came back in Forever Red as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not something that you have to skip because there's the like you, I would recommend at least watching the first two episodes and the last two episodes just so you can bridge no is going Mighty on. Morphin and Zeo. But yes, yeah, so, but uh, aside from that, honestly, it's almost skippable if not <laughs> for the fact that it is that bridge. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about what it's bridging to, that being Power Rangers Zeo. Zeo. Power this Rangers was Zio. another one, and this was hard for me to rank back when we did our first ranking episode. It's hard for me here still because this was a huge turning point. It breaks Alien the Rangers quite. kind of eases the audience into it a little bit, but this was a major risk when they did it. They completely changed everything. They embraced the Sentai formula more. Mm-hmm. They changed the aesthetics and everything. The command center, the costumes, the zords, everything. And it succeeded. I will give it that. But then we run into some more behind-the-scenes drama that I do think ends up hurting it. And then it there were some creative choices that I think they made that I do think hurting it. Turning Goldar and Rito into the butt-of-the-joke comic relief with Bulk and Skull was a mistake. Di- didn't exactly work for me. It was a mistake. I believe. I, I, I sincerely believe that was a mistake. Yeah. I mean, Zeo is, a, is the turning point for the franchise. And we talked about in that episode, our theme, our theme for that episode was displacement because mm-hmm. everything was changing. And for good, and and be, it was changing because it had to. When we talked to Miss Marchand uh, during that interview, she acknowledged that, or she addressed that um, they weren't sure if Zio was going to work because they were they were they were out of they were out of uh, Mighty Morphin, they were out of Zhu Ranger and and Die Ranger footage. They uh, didn't. Saban was Saban was giving them, you know, a lot of Saban was giving them a good amount of money, but they were also having to be budget conscious. So they couldn't necessarily go and, and do their do a whole new team themselves and do all new footage. They would just cost too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Zio as a premise. Zeo as a premise and knowing kind of a little bit about O-Ranger is, or watching through O-Ranger as well. Zeo is not all that far off from, from O-Ranger. Obviously the, 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 the circumstances are different. It's a government agency versus a mystical power, uh, mystical power crystal. You know, it's, it's, that's a thing, but it, but also Zeo helps establish the Zeo crystal lore. Like, mm. and a lot of, a lot of um, the Zeo crystal has been referenced a lot in Ranger history uh, in the comics, in the mainline show uh, you know, what, what fans, what fans and independent projects have been able to do with the Zeo crystal specifically like Carl with mm. the audio drama, like the Zeo crystal has been the, I think the most MacGuffin-y MacGuffin of all in Power Rangers yeah, for sure. outside of like the Morphin Masters or, or some of that. I really enjoyed Zeo. I think, I think the aesthetics were interesting. I think that transitioning us from uh, Lord Zed and Rita, who had that, who had, who at that point in his, who at that point in the franchise had, be- had become sort of a, a joke, mm-hmm. um, you know, due to the censors and, and whatnot. And, you know, the, the, the franchise changing to a more mm-hmm. lighthearted tone. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the tonal shift from 
from Mighty Morphin Season 3 and Alien Rangers into Zeo was a little more drastic because with Zeo, you got a little bit of a more serious tone. With the um, villains, anyway. With the villains, anyway. There are some still really silly moments within Zeo. I'm specifically thinking of the episode where Tanya and Tommy have to sing the entire time. Yeah. Um, But we also get things where the characters are expanded upon, especially Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, bulk mm-hmm. uh, and bulk and skull as well this was kind of a turning point for bulk and skull where we actually found out that there's more to them than just being the comic relief bullies right. you know right. so there's a lot going for it but like things like oh, and the return of jason was great although that was a little bit awkward because they went through a bunch of different ideas and we're kind of there's so many red herrings about who the gold ranger was going to be that it when we first found out it was just trio triforia like who the heck is this guy and then they made i it still Jason wish it would have been billy i still I yeah still to this i do day. i do too so there's some things that i think they made the best of it but there are still like i said there's still some stuff that kind of brings it down it technically doesn't really have a it has a finale, but it's not really a finale. It's kind of weird because we'll talk about why in a moment here, but you know, so there's a lot going for it, but there's a fair amount going against it too. And this is one of the ones I could be persuaded to move it later looking back on the list, but I'm putting it in B. Okay. Okay. I wish Uh, I could put it in a, there's a part of me that wants it in a, but I don't feel like I can quite get it there. I think that because we see so much, we see so much character growth with, with our, with our Rangers specific, like specifically I'm thinking of like, Tommy has a lot of character growth here. Like this is Tommy Oliver at his peak as a leader. Um, Like he is very well, much, he was very much a well-established leader at this point. I think that I think that Billy moving from a ranger to a to a very well educated civilian ally was a really interesting move and it created some very interesting situations for our rangers. I like the aesthetics of the Zords. I like the Machine Empire as a whole. They make for some good conversation. Around and around and away you go. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like it's it's just a lot of fun. Like Zio is just a lot of fun. I think one of the the two things that hold back the the two things that hold back Zio for me, well, three things really, is um, Goldar and Rito becoming the comedic characters the finale being so incredibly weird. Um, and the fact (laughs) giant Tommy again, (laughs) and the, the awkward way in which David Yost left the show. Right. Like, because we, you know, we, we find out much, we found out a few years later during an interview that David Yost was being bullied for being gay and he just couldn't take it. Any, there's only some, there's only so much, there's only so many times you can hear the F the F word uh, thrown at you before you just, you, before you a get different fed up F and have word. to leave the, a different F word. Yeah. Uh, before, you know, people are, you know, there's only so much a person can take before they decide that they are worth more than that. And they can, they, they, they just need to move on. And so that very awkward transition the the way that Billy was transitioned out of the show was weird. I will argue that they made the best, they, the best they could of it. 
And in, and if you didn't necessarily know the context of in which, if you didn't know the context of the situation, you probably wouldn't notice it a whole lot. Um, but since we have the curse of knowledge there, it's hard to ignore at this point. I though will argue that given all of that, Zio still deserves to be an A tier. Oh, okay. Because, because, be, because of some, because of its, of, of its big, of the biggest risk it took. And that's Saban willing to move away from those very iconic Zhu Ranger suits that kids knew and loved as the Power Rangers. So for right now, I'm going to I'm going to leave Zio in A tier. So we'll see how that you all ends what? up. You know what? Thinking about it, considering what a risky move this was at the time, you know what? I'll move it to A tier for now. Okay, just for the just for taking that risk and it mostly working. Right. Just I'm I'm gonna leave it there for now. We'll see if it remains there for the remain for the remainder of the show. But we'll 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 yeah we'll, we'll because get there. I give a lot of credit to taking risks and succeeding mm. right so i give a lot to that okay now we're gonna so, fight <laughs> so so for the next one so for the next one oh god okay. Turbo so, Power rangers movie i'm just gonna rip the band-aid off there are only three things that i will give this movie three mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. it has characters i like mm-hmm. namely all but one of the rangers it has some actors that i like Mm -hmm. and remarkably the -hmm. practical special effects in this have aged better than the cgi in the 95 movie other than that this is an unholy mess turbo power rangers movie practically birthed rat master f tier i oh my gosh (laughs) i and it it just oh it, it ruined it took everything that Zio was doing and just crapped all over it. Some of that was due to budget constraints. Some of it was time constraints. So I get it. It's a lot of its circumstances beyond their control, but it doesn't change the fact this is the worst Power Rangers movie. Fight me, people. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you that it's a bad movie. I, I think that event, I think over the course of this podcast, uh, you have either worn me down or I have come to the enlightenment that Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, is not a good movie. That being said, it is still a very it, it is still very much a very rewatchable movie for me. The Turbo, a Power Rangers movie does still have a lot going for it, like its special effects look great. It's characters. These are still, like you said, these are characters I like, you know, these are characters I like. We've, we've seen these characters before. I, with the exception of the inter with the exception of Justin, like we have the, we have the cast from Zio uh, and the cast from mighty Morphin season three coming back to reprise their roles. And I think to, for the most part, they do a good job. You get some good, you get some nice little nostalgia bits with Jason and Kimberly. We can our, we can fight and fuss about how well that was handled all day. Go listen to our turbo episode. If you really want, uh, if you really want to listen to two and a half hours of us arguing about that, that's fine. Um, what for what, what I'm willing to acknowledge, what I'm willing to acknowledge is, and, and what makes turbo a power Rangers movie, a bad movie for me. And, 
the reason why I am willing to put it in the D tier category is because is what it does with the is how it handles the Zeo powers. I didn't I thought the Zeo powers were waterproof, but I guess they're not. Um, you know, some could some some head cannon and and some people have head cannon that that Billy had been working on the turbo powers all along. And that could explain some weirdness with turbo, but I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to put turbo the turbo movie in F category because I do have that, that, that kind of heart connection to it, but I am willing to acknowledge that it's not a perfect, nor is it really a good movie. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is this, movie and then its subsequent show came perilously close to killing the franchise i'm I'm sorry it just did but speaking of the television show let's talk about the tv show i'm just gonna rip the band okay so so hang on before you get started because i know you're gonna i know you're gonna do it you're gonna do your thing yada 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 but i'm just gonna rip the band-aid off here and say that this is the very epitome of nostalgia and corsets for me so this is c tier (laughs) c tier uh, yeah, that's why I, I knew I called that. That's why I made that the name. But mm-hmm. this may surprise some of you because we talked about the Turbo movie and the Turbo show because the, the Turbo movie is essentially, even though we're listing it separately here because it was made as a separate thing, but it's still basically an extended season finale. It's a, a extended season premiere for season the show. premiere. Yeah, season yeah. premiere. So that's why we just covered them both in the same episode. But we're treating them as separate entities here, and I am glad that we're doing that because, as weird as it sounds, as much as I really leaned into this show in that episode, I have seen the rest of Power Rangers, (laughs) (laughs) and I have learned that while Turbo might be the worst thing in the Saban era... It's not the show anyway, is not the worst thing in the franchise. No. It's I close, can think of at least it's still relative. It's think, not that much better, but it's I still can think of at better. least I can think of at least three seasons offhand that are infinitely worse than Turbo. Right. So be so that plus the main thing that hurts Turbo is it can't settle on a tone. This was mm-hmm. Saban taking a parody season of Sentai Car Ranger that is very much a parody. It is a ridiculous parody Uh making fun of the franchise that it's part of. It knows what it is. Right. Exactly what it is. Turbo wanted to have its cake and eat it too. It still, it wanted to use the silly things from Car Ranger while still being semi-serious and it just wasn't working. It drove me crazy. I know there are people who would disagree with me, like my co-host here. I'm not that big of a fan of Diva Talks. I will say Hillary Shepard played the character better, which is why bringing her back halfway through the season and then doing the power transfer while it was sad to see the last main cast members from the original show leave it was something that was vitally needed. The back half of turbo is better because I can see some efforts at doing some course correction. It's still a little too, it's still too little too late, but I will also give it credit for having a two part finale that is better than it deserves to be. 
<laughs> so with all of that, taking also the rest of the franchise into consideration, I am willing, I can't believe I'm saying this, I am willing to put the show in D tier. Oh, I thought I was I thought you were gonna find I thought you were gonna come around to C tier because of the nostalgia and corsets. Nope. I can't go that far. All right. I can't fine. go that far. I guess far. that's I guess that's the best. I feel like I feel like that's one that you're not gonna budge on to. Probably not. No. That's that's one no, you're no, no, not no, no. that I, that's that's fun that I can't make a and that that's one that I don't think I can make a good enough case for you to no uh, to change your mind. And come on, Demetria. Good lord. <sighs> Yeah, I can't stand Demetria. Good Lord, Demetria. And, and Jive talking Alpha 6. Just, this show is doing so many of the wrong, making so many bad decisions. Well, uh, okay, that's actually a good, that's a good segue into a show that made a lot of the right decisions. Oh, good Lord. This, if Turbo nearly killed the franchise, this one saved it, which is why it goes straight to S tier, Power Rangers in space. But it's not just no. that it saved it, it also just, like, it course corrected all of turbo, like everything turbo did wrong. They're like, you know what? Let's not do that. <laughs> no, no argument here. Like I'm, let's I'm not abs- do that. And then we got are uh, like easily one of the best villains in the franchise in astronomer. Certainly my favorite villain, an incredible general in a clipter. It made diva talks better. I can't believe I'm saying this. They made diva talks better in, in space. The characters are are written better in this one. I, no, sh- no shame being thrown at uh, at the Blake Foster, but getting rid of Justin was a good idea. But then they gave him a good send off. It was done as me- uh, it was meant to be the last season of Power Rangers. So they said, you know what? Screw it. Uh, actually, it let's go nuts. <laughs> It's a space opera, which makes me happy. You got a bunch of villains forming an alliance. They recycled the the Malagor suit and used it well. I like it's just this show was just firing on all cylinders because it just said screw it. And not only that, but they completely misunderstood the motif of the Sentai, and they still made it work. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, because because Mega Ranger is virtual virtual reality and and video game themed. Yeah, this is you know in space, so it it, it all works together. Yeah, it is it's a just, space they opera. made it work. They Good made Lord, uh, they made it work. There in was space some things was, in it that shouldn't have worked, that it did. In space was able to take a very annoying character in Elgar and make him work with on Astronomer's crew. Um, you know, Ecliptor, the, 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 the father daughter relationship between Ecliptor and Astronomer is, is fantastic. The psycho, the, the, the psycho story, the, the psychos are the gold standard of evil Rangers. The, the psychos are the archetype. They are the gold standard for, 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 for the evil Rangers. I mean, there's, I don't, we could spend the rest of this rest of this episode gushing over in space. But if you want to hear us gush over in space, go listen to our in space episode. Uh, and I think that was our first three hour episode, I believe, or if two not that half. one, it was two and a half. Okay. So that was our first, um, <laughs> where you got the full March and, and learned about the symbolism of astronomers wigs. <laughs> that right. was our joke for a while. Right. And I gave a three hour lecture on astronomers wigs. <laughs> but because, but because in space wraps 
the franchise at that moment up so well uh, because they thought that was going to be the end. Um, I'm a ranger does, too. Good lord, they just they, they made Bulk and Skull just and some of the best characters. They, I will, yes, Bulk and Skull have have probably the best character, one of the best, if not the best, character arc of non-ranger characters in the entire franchise because that I'm a ranger two moment at the end of countdown. That was, it was beautiful. I cried. Mm-hmm. Um, like I cannot say I outside of just some very, 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 very minor nitpicks that I will not get into power Rangers in space deserves to be an S tier. That's it. Yeah. There's Yeah. And and all, even though the finale got chopped from three parts to two, it's still that is my nitpick. It, that is yeah. that is my nitpick. That it is, is my nitpick still, because but I even think then, that finale deserved to be longer. It did, but even so, there's so much good stuff in the finale. Right? They just it's that dense. is where they really those just are. Went that is a very dense two. That is a very dense two episodes. It is. I think it that between. I think that be, I think the nit, the very minor nitpicks are the finale wasn't long enough. It really needed to be three parts instead of two, and magical tears. Those are my nitpicks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But anyway, <sighs> so it saved the franchise, kept it going. Then we get another space opera that also. Mm-hmm. Very that also really recontextualized at Sentai. Not probably not as much as in space did, but we get Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. I There's a lot going for Lost Galaxy. This is one that I there's a part of me that wants to put it S tier. There is a part of me that does, but it's A tier. It's A tier. It's A tier. For me, it's A tier. I can't it's perilously close to S tier because it also takes some really, really big risks. And the, mm-hmm. although it took risks that it didn't wasn't necessarily expecting to take. The with, finale? With the finale. The finale is not as epic as Countdown. But because it's three parts, but, the pacing oh is my, better. But my God, does it not have weight? Oh, it has a lot of weight. But and then obviously you have they had the guts to kill a ranger. And then while they try, they considered other ideas. They said, let's go nuts and bring my girl Carone back. And we'll make the main villain from the previous season. One of the heroes. Dagnabbit. And also the to the 10th power and the power of pink, as far as I care, is the model for Power Ranger crossovers going forward. There has not, we've had some other really good crossovers since then, but nothing has quite been as good as this. I see. Here's the, here's, here's the thing. Here's the, here's, here's what I'm struggling with. Here's why I'm struggling with lost galaxy, not being S here because of what they did with the power of pink. You could make the argument that them kill like them killing that whole episode of them killing off Corone or not killing off Corone. I'm sorry, killing off Kendricks. Kendricks, them killing off Kendricks was um that was a that was a hugely risky move. Now they bring her back, but unlike unlike uh Ranger seasons, we would see later when they kill somebody 
they don't they didn't bring Kendrick's back immediately at the end of that episode. They no. let her they they let her stay dead. And if it was not for the fact of that actress, you know, first of all, if it wasn't for the fact of the actress having cancer, she wouldn't have she wouldn't have been written off the show anyway. But if it wasn't for the fact that 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 actress beat cancer, they probably would not have brought her back. Mm-hmm. So that was a in my opinion, that was a huge risk. And the fact that and the because they didn't know what the health they didn't know what the prognosis was for for the for uh um oh shoot the, the actress's name is escaping me um but they didn't know the what the prognosis was going to be they didn't know if she was going to be able to come back so in so by all intents and purposes they expected to kill her off and that was going to be it Valerie Vernon that, Valerie Vernon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I knew it was an um, alliterative name. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. So, so by all intents and purposes, I think, I think that they, they took a risk by killing her off because they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know how parents and kids were going to react to that. They could have very easily, they could have very easily uh, said, Oh, Kendrick's is needed on another planet. We're just going to send her off. Oh, Kendrick's family needs her back home. We're gonna, we're gonna allow her to go home. They could have done something really saccharine with it, but they really chose easy. to they really easy with it, but they chose to kill her. They chose to let her be self-sacrificial. And that is a huge risk. And given the fact of like the more uh, the more young adult adventurous tone that Lost Galaxy has. Honestly, Magna Defender. Magna Defender's great. I'm, you know, what? Here's I, what I let me say this. What the pile of small things for me with Lost Galaxy mm-hmm. is when they actually get to the titular Lost Galaxy, and it's a, it's less interesting. Yeah, but does it really? But but does but is it? But is it? Uh, but does it hold it back enough? Because if you if you, if you think about it. That when they get to the, 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 when they get to the title drop, when they get to the lost galaxy, they don't spend a lot of time there. About a dozen. But it's about a dozen episodes. Captain, but they, but they still, but they still don't spend a lot of time there. They still don't, they don't spend a lot of time there. And really, if you, if you take out, like I'll, I, I'll concede that, 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 that could have been a lot shorter because in the Sentai, in Ginga Man, Captain Mutiny is the main villain. The, right. I, the the name of the the name of the villain escapes me, but that that twelve episodes could have been six or four or five, and then that would have been it. But they chose to make it twelve, so that makes it a little weird. But it still pays off the. It's still you know it still pays off the premise of the show. Right. As weird as it is, it still pays it off. I now guess. we can. We can argue that it's. We can argue that it, it that, that 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 because it's it's a pirate that it's a pirate that pilots a giant dinosaur, Titanosaurus, um, or Titanosaur. Sorry. I'm still a better space pirate than Diva talks. I dated her in high school. I'm, (laughs) I'm having, I'm because lost galaxy has everything else just going for. And the finale is fantastic. The, 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 the Unabomber style 
or not Unabomber, um, the kamikaze style, yeah. the kamikaze, the kamikaze style stingwingers at the end. That is a, that's a heavy thing. Um, just the call to adventure for it. I'm really waffling here. I, I kind of want to move it up to S tier. I kind of do too. Oh, I, there, there's a part of me that really does. I'm going to have to kind of, I'm going to have to think about, I'm, I'm let's, let's move on with the conversation. Cause I'm really going to have to, yeah, I'm have to I may have to, one. I may have to as well. I think another thing that I also held against it was that, that they did bring, Kendrick's back because it just seemed weird. Although now we yeah, have a built-in retcon, let her, but, but now we have a built-in retcon with the Morphin but, Masters. But you they could let make that her, argument. But 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 I, but again, I repeat: instead of they could, but unlike what other seasons have done, where they they kill a they kill a ranger, but they bring him back immediately, like twenty minutes later, they let her stay dead. She was effectively dead at that point. God, I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm sitting next to her to see her. All right, well, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to press. I, I, I want to let it, I want to let it wants. simmer. I want to let it simmer. Let's, let's yeah, move on. To, to. Let's, anyway, let's go to Lightspeed let's Rescue. Lightspeed Rescue. Lightspeed Rescue. All right. Here's the thing about Lightspeed Rescue. The, there are a lot of positives in Lightspeed Rescue. I like the characters. I in particular like Carter. Mm-hmm. Carter I mean, he, is, he is my like Red Ranger. top three Red Ranger. All okay? right. Mm-hmm. The guy is like everything you want in a Red Ranger. He's freaking Captain right. America. All right. I like the, the very weird combination of elements that are the premise for this, which is very Sentai, you know, paramedics and firefighters, demons. <laughs> and demons demons i mean there's an there's a popular anime right now that's doing the same thing it's called fire force but uh, Mm. similar anyway but you know so i give a fire force huh dino ninja fury fire force there you go (laughs) but (laughs) so i so i give it so i give her props for that so it's it's not the characters who are the issue here Mm-hmm. what hurts it what i think holds it back and it has a good finale too i will say that mm-hmm. ultimately the villains are maybe a little bit above average they're not terribly exceptional mm-hmm. but what i True. think really hurts it is that it crams a bunch of ideas into it we were we talked about this in the episode it it's tries to do, to do everything too much it tries to do too much the crazy thing is, is that most of its ideas are good. It just throws all of them in there. Mm-hmm. So because of that, some things get resolved a little too fast, like the Titanium Ranger thing, which, again, that was a bit of a risk. They made it a completely original Ranger. So that was going to be extra money. Mm-hmm. They would have to work around Sentai footage and stuff like that. So I give them credit. But because they overstuffed this thing, it it borders on being bloated wait so it's just there's just too much going on and stuff gets resolved too quickly so as much as i hate to do it i'm putting it in b really yeah which i i don't I, this is another one i could waffle i want to rank it uh-huh. higher I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think that I think it is a very solid B tier season. Like coming off, like coming off of what we got with Lost Galaxy. As good as this team is, 
there is a and, and as interesting as the premise is, I don't have a problem with the villains. Like the villains' motivations are they waffle here and there, and it's a little weird. Like the dynamic, but like the 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 um the the the, the civil servants versus the demon, that whole thing. Um that that was weird, but what for me makes I think what for me makes Lightspeed Rescue special. And this came up during our conversation with Jackie Marchand. You see a very clear uptick in quality mm-hmm. because of the bigger budget, because the, the set pieces and the bigger budget, the aqua base was crazy. Like she told me, oh, like we were talking Lord, about yes. the aqua base is ridiculous. Uh, the finale, uh, the end of light speed, like the finale is really solid. It is. Uh, is, is it, is it as good as, um, is it, is it as good as uh, Lost Galaxy's finale? Is it even as good as Countdown to Destruction? No. But it is a very good finale that has weight and significance to it. There's also the fa- there's also the the family dynamics between our Pink Ranger and or I'm sorry, our uh, yeah, our Pink Ranger and our and her and her father, the commander. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's really interesting. This is just a really solid cast of Rangers. It's a really solid premise. But again, it tries to do too much at one time. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, mainly why it's why it's fairly squarely in B tier is because of because of its because of the breakneck speed. It didn't quite take its time um, to 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 really flesh things out. Right. It tried to re it tried to recapture the the magic of green with evil with the titanium ranger arc and some of the stuff that would come after that with the snake tattoo and everything like that was interesting because it was kind of it was kind of emulating the same premise as like the green candle mm-hmm. um but other see it, it tried to do everything other the other it tried to do everything in one season that that other seasons did better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So and that's what I think me, that's what holds it back, which is again, the characters and the premise still work. I also think some of the actors in the cast are better than others. That also hurts mm-hmm. it a little bit for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know, but like I said, it has a lot of good ideas. The problem is that it has too many good ideas. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't have like lightspeed rescue. And we, we, we saw this, we will see this later for different reasons, but Lightspeed Rescue just doesn't have a very clear singular focus. No, it doesn't. But, but, oh, baby, can we just just agree? Can we just go ahead? Just same with the same with Power Rangers in space. Power Rangers time force is S tier. S tier. There's no question. Right. No question. This show went places. (laughs) It, it starts with Ranger death. It starts with high science fiction concepts with time travel and a futuristic world that is steeped in prejudice. We have highly sympathetic villains with very understandable motivations. We have incredible characters with Wes and Jen. We are, we Arguably, we have our first Pink Ranger as the leader of the team. Right, right, and the rest of the team is at the at the bare minimum solid. 
they don't mm. all get used as well as some of the other characters. No. Wes and Jen definitely think... get, you know, get the most work put into them, but they're the most dynamic. But like Trip is a really is really cool. And Trip has a very good focus episode. Has yes. a very, very good focus episode yes. with the alien. Yeah. And, uh, the Yellow Ranger <clears throat> in that one is actually kind of is actually kind of interesting because she's kind of that weird middle ground between being human and being a quote unquote mutant. The only mm-hmm. one who really doesn't get a lot or just not as much done with him is the Blue Ranger. They mostly mm-hmm. make his focus episodes about how in the future he's a race car driver, but here he doesn't know how the cars or the he's a laws of the road you know. work exactly. So yeah. he's less interesting compared to the rest of them, but everything just just works. And the finale in this is the most subversive finale in all of Power Rangers because these Rangers got their butts handed to them by the main villain. Rancic made them look like chumps. The only reason they win is because he, he was moved by his daughter to surrender. If it wasn't for that, he yeah. would have killed all of them and probably took over the world, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's, there's some dark storylines. There's some very dramatic, very real you know, mm-hmm. family dynamics and such going on with this. Like, and it sounds like the cast and crew who worked on this got along so incredibly well. They almost made a movie. I wish mm-hmm. they had. And I will also argue, I think now in light of the death of JDF, Jason Font might be the closest thing in this franchise to filling that void. I don't think to a, to a, to a standard bearer. Yeah. Yeah. He might be the closest one to a standard bearer for that. Cause even JDF really liked him, which he'll be in town uh sidebar. He'll be in town tomorrow uh, at a local, at a local mm-hmm. comic shop for me. So that's where I'm if I, if I can get out, if, I'm going to try to get, I'm going to make time to get at no, no pun intended to go, uh, see time force red, uh, after work tomorrow. But right. yeah, it's, this cast is incredibly solid. Some, like some the visuals are really interesting. Um, the themes and good Lord, the themes, like you, you mentioned this show is, this show is, is set in a world where it, where, where prejudice is very, very real. And it deals with that. Um, it deals with some very high level adult themes. Now I I'm going to repeat something. I've all, I'm going to repeat something that I say that I've said a lot during this journey is you can see the progression from mighty Morphin all the way up to time Force. You can see how the franchise has grown up. You can see the end result of that grown up mentality in time force. Mm-hmm. So this, so time force if you really want to think about it is the payoff is the, is time force is the reward for the fans that started with mighty Morphin that stuck around. You got to see the franchise grow up and pay itself off with time force. Right. So, right. And there's so much I don't think we can we, say about it, but we spent three hours singing its praises. So just go we, listen to the episode. Yeah. We, we have to, we have to move on into yeah, to, our, uh, the, halfway house between Saban and Disney. <laughs> we lumped, yeah, we lumped, we lumped wild force in with Disney because it's sensibilities felt closer to Disney's than it did Saban's. 
But the problem I have with Wild Force is it it just it just didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It was very uneven. It's not to say mm. that the actor the not the it's not to say that the cast or the characters mm. were necessarily bad, but they just nothing really quite gelled because I think of those competing sensibilities. Then you you also had them using a Sentai that was very different from both you know, Time Ranger and the show in turn was very different from Time Force. So it's kind of a response to that. It's lighter. There's a lot of CGI Zords and the CGI is a little awkward. It was thematically scattershot, thematically preachy at points. I don't like that dang kid. (laughs) That freaking power Kenny. I want you to I want you to help me out with this because I'm having trouble with I'm having trouble placing Wild Force and I have two categories in mind. Uh it's not S tier. It is not it is not S tier level Power Rangers for us. Um it is it has more than a little pile of small things working against it. I could be persuaded that it belongs in B tier. I I am not nostalgic for Wild Force, so I don't think it belongs in C tier. Although there are some really interesting, I always did say there are some interesting concepts and visuals. Yeah, with, the with, with Master, Wild Force, Master, the bad guys are interesting in this. It has some wild designs. I grew to like Toxica and Jindrax, Jindrax. more so than I thought I would. So credit has to be given there. I'm leaning towards but, it being, though, for me, a D tier show. It's C tier for me. It's it is for me. It is like the textbook definition of average for me. It's okay. not all that extraordinary. It's not great either. You know, it, it's not I'm, unwatchable. It's just it. It's not. It's not unwatchable. Forever Red is. Forever Red is obviously the, the, the high the crossover episodes are probably the best ones of the show. Right. The, 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 for if, if anything, if any right now for me, I'm going to, it's going to remain in D tier for me because there's not a whole lot there that I'm going to want to revisit anytime soon. Um, outside of forever red, for, but I don't think that forever red is enough to put it in C tier for me. Right. Which is funny because you were, you were nicer to wild forest for a little while. For a little while, I was nicer to, I think it was because it was the, I think for me, the the reason why I was nicer to wild force is because it was sort of the honeymoon phase. Like this is, this is past than this. This is well past the nostalgia. I'm seeing things for, I'm seeing a lot of things for the first time. I'm experiencing kind of the tonal shift and I'm finding that interesting. I'm just not. I'm just not quite there enough to put it in C tier. I, the only thing I'm nostalgic for in wild force is forever red because we get to see uh, a lot of our past favorite characters come back. Um, but is it enough? That's what I'm, that's what I'm having trouble with. Is it enough? So for right now, I'm going to keep wild force. in Right. D tier. Right. And then next up we have Ninja storm. I I'm going to keep this short and sweet. We said this in the episode. I know there are some of you out there who swear by Ninja Storm. More power to you. Ninja Storm. I wouldn't say Ninja Storm is terrible. I think the main thing is that Ninja Storm is just not for me. I'm putting it in C. 
I it, Ninja Storm is not for me either. I'm putting it in C. It is. It doesn't deserve to be an F. It doesn't deserve to be in D because there's a lot to love about Ninja Storm. Yeah, it's got fun I'm, characters. I I appreciate that it experimented with meta humor. You know, it although did, I'm it, not, it, in, it paved the way for the really great stuff that came later. It was also trying to be a response to what had come before. So it's like, let's just be funny. You know, although I'm not in, although I'm not incredibly nostalgic, although I'm not nostalgic for Ninja Storm at all, I can see where I can see where some people would be. But for me, it's just average. And it is a clear, it is a, it is, it is, it is Power Rangers squarely invest squarely invested in the Disney uh, motif and the, and the Disney sensibilities. It's almost Uh, a decon at points, a decon. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it has a lot of, it has a lot going for it, but just not enough for me to really care all care about it all that much. So for me, it's, it's C tier. Well, cam cam is cool. Cam is good. Cam is good. Cam is the best character in the show. Outside of cam. There's just not a whole lot there for me to care about. Yeah. Although Lothor, Lothor, not Lothorn, Lothor is actually pretty entertaining at points. Entertaining, yes. Top tier villain? No. Uh, No. Although, I give those rangers credit, they did beat him unmorphed. True. Credit is there. And also, there is that weirdly dark episode of the show that is completely recontextualized now in light of what happened to Mr. Magasiva. So mm. and JDF now. Yeah, JDF now that for for sure. Probably the, that's arguably one of the best episodes of the show too. But now let's move on speaking of JDF. Let's move on to Dino Thunder. A tier. A tier all day. A tier. Yeah. No no arguments. It is A tier. This A-tier. is where we coined pile of small things. There are a few things that hold it back a little bit that keep it out of S tier, but in a lot of ways it is the refined version of mighty Morphin. It is a spiritual successor. It's a spiritual successor. The it's a great motif, great theme song. JDF and Tommy do not overshadow everything. The other characters are strong enough to carry Mm -hmm. the show. You carry honestly, their own episodes and stories. I mean, there's even a point where Tommy is basically sidelined because he's stuck in morphed mode and the other characters can still handle the show on their own. There's the brilliant lost in translation episode. There's the, um, oh, the, the wonderful mesagogue. Good Lord. The wonderful mesagogue. You have, uh, you have the, you have the fighting. <clears throat> You have fighting the fighting spirit episode that in context now means more, I believe, than than I, I think even what we talked about on that episode. I think we we touched on we touched on the inner demons and things while we, we talked about Dino Thunder and that and specifically that episode. But I think that episode means more now than it did even even before uh, in light of what's happened. So I I, I think that. I think that yes, the, the Dino Thunder is the spiritual successor to Mighty Morphin. So it takes the formula, literally teenagers with attitude, because they went back to high school again. And these were um, and these were teenagers who were not perfect and didn't know each other, were not no. friends. Yeah. No. They became friends. 
It's no. it really was the it was the they this show did Breakfast Club before the 2017 movie did. Good lord, people! Mm. Uh, yeah. They literally meant it in attention. There's there's a, if you're a if you're a fan of the original Mighty Morphin, I would be shocked that if you don't love Dino Thunder, right, right. So, For, but what the what I think holds it back is there's there there were a handful of little story and and you know other aesthetic choices that I think held it back a little bit but I think the main reason for me why I don't put it in S tier is it doesn't really take risks it's just really good at doing what it's just been really done so- it's just really good at doing what it knows how to do yeah it doesn't take ri- but it doesn't take risks the only place where I would say it it took a risk or experimented was the lost in translation episode but that's about it mm-hmm. yeah it's Which safe. is now it's, making me want to move yeah. Lost Galaxy up just a little it's, bit more now. <laughs> it's it is safe, but in the best way possible. Yeah. Right. But after that, SPD not bearing the lead. That's S tier. That's S tier. Now, like it's it almost falls out of S tier for me because I do think it makes some choices that hurt it a little bit, but not quite enough to dip it out, which is again, why I'm looking at lost galaxy there. It's like, move me up, move me up. (laughs) It's begging for it now, but yeah, I mean, you ranked it as the best of the, of the Disney era. There are, well, the reason why it belongs in S tier for me is because it is not a perfect show, but here's the thing. It, it, there's a lot of things in SP, SPD that should not work, but do. And the creators, the writers of that show found a way to work. You have such an interesting dynamic between Jack and Sky. Uh, Commander Kruger is a fantastic mentor and uh, a badass ranger. There's just, there's outside Cat. of, I that is wonderful. Cat. Cat is wonderful outside of the finale, just being average to subpar SPD I, I overall. It's, I wouldn't say it's subpar. It's, it's average. Yeah. It's average. at best. It's a, it's it is a an, decent it is an finale, average finale for a great show, which is why it's a little frustrating. Right. Oh, and the you bad guys it. are, and the bad guys are interesting. Emperor like, Grum, Emperor and Grum and his girl. crew. And creepy, and creepy girl. girl turned out to be way more entertaining than I was expecting them to be. Honestly, the reason why SPD is S tier is because it held my attention so hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was because I don't necessarily believe it was because what we had watched prior was so bad because we, it came immediately after Dino Thunder. We both enjoyed Dino Thunder. So it's not a situation where, I'm watching, you know, Operation Overdrive and then watching uh, Jungle Fury. It's not that. Right. It's, it's, it is just, it is real. SPD really has a lot in it that should not work, but does. Right. And this was also the filmmakers working with the odds a little stacked against them. They had budget restraints. Oh, but yeah. Kept, but they worked within it and cranked some, uh, cranked out some of the best that this franchise has to offer mm, for sure for sure and then next up we have mystic force I, I i don't have a whole lot to say about mystic force i'm putting it in c 
what holds it up is mostly the visuals and mm-hmm. I, I like the I like the fantasy motif. motif That's probably yeah. the biggest risk that it took was that, you know, it but it's it's not so much a risk because this was the height of Potter Mania, so it was tapping into what was popular, but nothing it's... like this had been done in Rangers or Sentai before or since. Right. That's what I was gonna say. The reason what makes this or what what for me makes this a risk is it it looks nothing like anything. It is the most unique aesthetically it is the most aesthetically unique season we've seen in the franchise, I believe. Right. Right. But you hate capes. We understand this. But <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but okay. I mean yeah. sure. I don't I don't like the capes, but I'm willing to acknowledge I'm willing to put it in C tier as well because of just how unique the visuals yeah. are. What hurts it is Nick overshadows the rest of the Rangers, which yes. is unfortunate. And the bad guys for the most part are not are kind of typical, mm. especially early on. The, the, the Necroli is the, probably the most interesting out of all of them, but <laughs> she's not a main villain. She's a general. So, you know, those are the things that kind of hold it back for me. The bad guys didn't really hold my attention and Nick got a little old after a while, right. but like the, the mystic tribunal or the magic tribunal, tribunal of magic, whatever they were, that was really good. The Dark Wish three parter was easily the best, the best part, part of, of the show, uh, best yeah. part of the show. The the freaking genie cat was weirdly entertaining. Genie, <laughs> Genie <Gingy. laughs> was weirdly entertaining. But it, uh, oh, and Udana was a great character played by a tremendous actress. But it just couldn't. It wasn't enough to elevate the show, for me personally. Yeah. Same. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a lot to say about Mystic Force, honestly. Now, next, we can definitely agree on this one. <laughs> yeah, the Operation Overdrive. Operation Overdrive. On. You fail. <laughs> you fail. If there's a if there was ever a tier below F, I don't know what it would be, but um, I yeah. I think the see, way you put, the way you put it in the episode in your final thoughts, I think, really epitomizes it. For you more so than me, which is that Operation Overdrive hates its Rangers and it hates me even more. <laughs> yes, it hates it hates me and it hates the it hates its Rangers. Um, I don't have a lot to say about Operation Overdrive. I don't think it deserve. I I just don't think it deserves to be talked about a whole lot. I get why I on and we let me just say this. I I understand because we have gotten emails from fans who actually like Operation Overdrive and and that is fine. That is fine. But for us, there is just way too much working against it. There, and it's so much wasted potential. It so is a much lot wasted of wasted potential. potential. I've watched a bit of Bokenger. It looks like a great Sentai. The premise is interesting. It's Indiana and Jones and Power Rangers. It's Indiana I mean, Jones and Power Rangers. The uh, warring villain factions could be interesting. Mm-hmm. There's so much, but they crammed a bunch of stuff in there. They had budget cuts. There's just so much worked against it. I feel like what makes Operation Overdrive frustrating is I feel like the ingredients are there, but they're horribly manhandled. 
throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing. The 50th anniversary episode could have been good. And then they introduced Thrax. <laughs> yeah. Why? <sighs> I just don't like there were there was just some there there was just some writing weird there was some writing weirdness. Um I'm wondering how how far in advance they knew our Red Ranger was going to be an android. Uh, because in that first episode, it is very clear. It is very clear to, to at least to us that he was not intended to be an Android. Yeah. So that whole plot twist, I hated it. Um, I had a very visceral, I don't want to go back to the, I can't, I don't know. I don't think I saved the text messages, but I had a very visceral reaction to the, the revelation, uh, that Mac you know, get it. Macintosh was an Android. So and he's red like an apple and he's red like an apple. I don't know if that was intentional. It probably wasn't intentional. Honestly, I'm probably reading way more into it than it deserves, but I hated opera. I, I, I wanted to give operation overdrive a chance and it let me down. So it did that. That's for that reason. It's an F tier, but something that I have something that we struggled with, in that ranking up in the Disney era ranking episode was our next season. And that's jungle Jungle fury. Fury. Jungle fury has a lot going for it. It has so Mm. much going for it. So right for me, it's a very solid a well right now for me, it is a solid B really. You downgraded it. It is a solid B because I feel like the show gets hurt some in that la- in that third quarter with the writer's strike. And I don't think the finale is all that strong. I believe the penultimate that episode are, though, the penultimate episode oh. is fantastic. So I'm willing to have my mind changed here, but, but right now I'm comfortable putting it alongside mighty Morphin Lightspeed rescue in the B tier. I am putting it in a, and here's my argument for it. Yeah, it's part of what hurts it is that third quarter of episodes for the writer's strike. The episodes are not as good. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. call them awful, but they're not nearly as good. Mm -hmm. But the show also took some things that, again, probably in lesser hands wouldn't have worked like RJ. RJ could have been in, been an annoying hippie, mm-hmm. but he isn't. He was actually a surprisingly wonderful character. Uh, and a v- more interesting character than I would have expected. A very funny character who actually gave out some really interesting advice to these characters. And our heroes in this earn everything they get. Mm-hmm everything especially casey and casey in that penultimate episode that was really surprising for me it's not often i get surprised by power rangers that surprised me daishi and jared ended up being some uh, ended up being a fantastic villain with a great redemption arc he's the one who gets hurt the most in by the writer strike because his bit that third quarter for him not as good that was but they made really up suffered. but 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 they did make up, but during the writer's strike and Daishi and Jared got hurt, 
I think they make up for it by having some really solid writing for RJ and Dominic during yeah. that during that time period. Right. So I think it does help balance it out where like it was very villain. It was very much villain focused. Mm -hmm. It was very much villain focused up to that point and And kind of that whole dynamic was it, man, you know what? I'm moving this up to a, I changed yeah. my mind. Yeah. Because it, it the, the, what holds it back, like I said, is the part is the part of the show where it did get hurt by the writer strike. And I don't feel like it took any big risks or or made any big or some or any really no, big experiments but it changed but it changed the it changed the formula slightly where in the penultimate episode you had the ranger walking into the right. villain's den or the or you had the, the, lion's the ranger den, walk, yeah, the lion's den literally yeah you walk walking into the into the villain's base of operations whereas before it had right. always been the villains invade the Rangers base of operations. Right. So that was a little, that was a change in formula. I appreciated that. Well, that really stood out to us. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. It also helped that out. it's coming on the heels of operation overdrive. And while I don't think jungle fury saves the franchise, like in space did after turbo, it was a breath. of It fresh was air. definitely a, it was definitely a response. For sure. Yeah, it was definitely a it was definitely a brush. It was de we left that when we watched the premiere together for Jungle Fury, we left. I feel like we left that premiere relieved that yeah. we that we thought, OK, so this there's there's a there's a few things in Jungle Fury. There's a few things in Jungle Fury that could get annoying after a while that might not work in the law in, in the long term. Flit in worked. The, a flit worked in the long thanks to Kelson Henderson. Um, like there's a, there, there was, we left that finale skeptical, but I think by the time, I think by the time it was over, we became believers. We did. We did. We entered skeptics, but we became believers by the time it was over. And that's why I'm willing to change my mind. It, it, it's when I initially did this list and thinking about this list, I, I had jungle fury in, in B tier, but I think there's a good enough case there for it to be a tier. I think right. it is something that I would be willing to, to revisit and recommend to other people that have not watched it. Right. And now we get to what for me, this is telegraphing slightly remains the last truly great <laughs> of televised or film media for power Rangers Power Rangers RPM, that goes straight to S tier. No it questions. Does. It does. Wait, and I I loved the show as soon as I started. I wanted to temper my expectations because I'm like, I know overhype is a thing. I don't want to get caught up in that. I want to genuinely love this thing. I genuinely loved it. Everything about this show just works. It is by far the boldest show in the franchise because again it was going to be the last one so they just said let's go nuts <laughs> it, it takes a sentai that is completely different in tone and it makes it work the the characters in this are absolutely wonderful dr k my gosh there are moments with Dr. K that just about broke me emotionally. 
It's, and we're Benjix left with is such a, a relentless really, enemy. I mean, we're left with such a really interesting cliffhanger that gets paid off later. Um, right now, is it one hundred percent perfect? No. no, I I feel like Gemma Gemma should have stayed dead. As harsh as that sounds, and it falls back once when Eddie Gazellian was taken out and then Judd Lynn came in to finish it. It I'm really curious how the show would have panned out if Gazellian got to stay on and see through with his vision. I'm really curious if Jackie Marchand was able to stay on as well. Cause she, we talked a little bit about RPM on that interview and it sounds as though I don't want to read too much into it, but it sounds as though it, it wasn't necessarily a very happy, um, it wasn't necessarily a very happy end to her no. ranger tenure. No, which is which is a little unfortunate. I'm curious how it would have panned out. I give Judd Lynn credit for falling back on one of the best things they had done before that to finish it out. But mm. it it does the Dylan Tanaya storyline in the end does really beg comparison to Andros and Astronema because of it. It does. And I said on there, I was like, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a ra- uh, I'm a raging in space fanboy. I love Astronema and Andros and that whole storyline, but it is glaringly obvious that that's what they went with. If you're going to copy something that you did before, copy the best. If we didn't talk about, if we didn't talk about uh, what what was the theme for RPM resilience? Is that what it was? Adaptation or adaptability? Adaptation. Okay. Ad- if adaptability. We didn't talk, adaptation. Yeah. Adaptability. Adaptation. If we didn't talk about that, I think another theme that you you could make a serious case for for RPM was hope. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think oh, that good, we. Could, good lord, the premiere for this is so stark. It's so it? dire. heaven help them because we can't. My gosh, you were talking about setting a stone. <laughs> yes. Like it's, it starts out such a dark Mad Max post-apocalyptic tone, but, but in, but, it, but the contrast with the premiere and the finale, I think that's what makes, I think that's what makes a really good finale and a premiere is when you can compare and contrast the two. When, when it, RPM, RPM had two of the best bookends of the franchise with the very start with the very dark dire like the world has ended and now we're just trying to survive to the villain has been defeated and now let's go and be fruitful and multiply um let's try to build a new world uh, upon let's try to build a new world from what we have left of it right right and vengex is arguably the most successful Power Ranger villain of the entire franchise. When the show starts, he won. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I mean, the show took a lot. The show took some huge risks, and you have to, resp- regardless of whether, regardless of how I feel about it, in some ways aesthetically, I respect the hell out of RPM for the risks that it took. Yeah, I just, I just wish that that devil may care attitude really like stuck the whole way. Like they're like, yeah, we're going to keep Gemma and Gemma dead just to gut punch you a little bit because we're the show <sighs> Man, that can do that. They're the show that they're the, if any show in the franchise could have done that and gotten away with it, it was RPM Yeah, because oh, RPM and- is setting it. 
because RPM, RPM is set is supposed to be set in a different universe. So, you know, this is not the, this is not the, the, the prime universe. This is not the main line. This is not the main timeline. So it could have done it. And I wish right. it had. Right. And it perfected the meta humor. Good Lord. It's yeah. not fourth the meta wall humor. breaking, but it's meta humor. Come on. Right. It's not spandex. And <laughs> what were some of the other ones? The, it's like googly eyes. Why do we have googly eyes? <laughs> so it's just, and it's tones that shouldn't have worked. But I made the arc was like the fact that it is so starkly dark is what makes the meta humor work. It's almost mm. like it's there because they need to have the humor in order to survive because right their lives are so stark right now. So it's just it works. There's so much about RPM that shouldn't work, and it does. It mm. is easily the biggest risk that the franchise ever took, as far as I care. But speaking of speaking of seasons that well, just don't work, on so many I just levels. want to let everyone know we're skipping reversion because oh yeah, it's I forgot pointless. about reversion. It's pointless. It's filler. It's it's the transitionary point between it's the transitionary point of between it's a transitionary point between Disney and Neo and when Saban rebought the franchise. If I had to rank it somewhere, it's going to go. I probably in C it's probably going to go in C just because it's not as good as the original, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's okay. Whatever. It's whatever. Anyway, Um, we're going to fight over this one. We fought over this one in the Neo Saban and beyond. There is, there is honestly no, no, Outside of Operation Overdrive, no season has hurt me and cut me so deeply as Samurai and Super Samurai. So you're putting it in F? I'm putting it in F. Okay, I'm putting it in D. Hear me out. I will briefly reiterate what I said in the Neo Sub. Change my mind. I will try. Now, I will preface this by saying Samurai has the worst 45 minutes of the entire franchise with its premiere. 1000%. Okay. Worse than the turbo movie. Worse than every episode of operation overdrive. Worse than every episode of turbo. Worse than all of it. And worse than everything that came after it. Absolutely awful. It is beyond awkward the acting is stiff. The dialogue is just bizarre at points. The choices made in it are bizarre. It was so awful, they didn't even air it until the season was almost over because the test audiences hated it, and mm-hmm. with good reason. The see the actual televised series doesn't start and the start. It starts with episode three. Yeah. That being said. The rest of the show is not nearly that bad. So in, I could make the argument that you could call this. If you're the talking most about if you're talking about Decker and Dayu. No, I I'm talking about just you, in general. The sh- the rest uh, of the show is not that bad. Look for me for for me the the only, the best part about that show is the conversation we had with Zio Tahiro. That's the best. Now, part I understand that, that, but I will I will but I will make the argument there the. What props it up a little bit is the, is the fact that the rest of the show is not nearly as bad as the premiere. 
Decker I'll and Dayu that, are the only. Not in, good. De, it's Decker and Dayu. They are the only interesting characters in the yeah, whole but thing it's that still, actually it's have an interesting. Not, it may be it, the rest of the series may be better than the than that premiere and finale, but it's still not good. Oh yeah, I I'm not disagreeing with you. It's still terrible at best. It's still it terrible. It to, still belongs like, as a whole. Samurai and Super Samurai belong in F tier because as a whole, as a if we're cont- if we're taking it as a unit, it is it is it is as a whole as a collective a very terrible pair of seasons. Uh, again, I told you I'm not disagreeing with you, but at least Decker and Dayu are actually interesting. And are, are and are very I, I tragic characters and have some great visuals attached I to them. Agree co- with you. With and, that and story, and I know that, and I know that we've, I know that we love tragic, interesting, uh, 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 complex characters, but it's still not enough to put that even in D tier for me. What about Jaden's sister? I know she's wasted, but the fact that she exists, oh, and she's be- a decent character. The fact, okay, so the fact that she exists. The rest of these rangers are terrible because they worship at the feet of Jaden. The fact that she exists, the fact that she exists, the fact that she is our our first red, our first female red is a milestone. It is a, it is a good, it is an interesting thing. It is a good thing, is a unique thing for the franchise. But, but you already said it. She's wasted. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the biggest problem. I'm not willing to elevate. I'm not willing to elevate samurai simply because we see our first red female ranger because, because if I would be willing to elevate it, if she was used well, but she's not, she might be used. Well, she might be used better in shattered grid in the comics, but I'm, I'm talking about specifically about the TV show here. I'm not talking about the rest of the franchise. I don't care what they did with her. That she might be great in the rest of the franchise in the Boom Studios comics. I'm willing to acknowledge that, but because she is wasted and because everything automatically reverts to Jaden Christ as the Lord and Savior of this team, that is why I cannot stand Samurai. Okay, here's another one I'll put in there. The monsters are uh, the monsters of the week, not the bad guys outside of Decker and Dayu. The monsters are weirdly amusing. Come on. Come on. Uh, what about uh, Negatron? Our boy Mega- Negatron, yeah, who says what we're thinking. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that, that's he says what we're thinking, but it's still pointing out that this is a terrible season. It's still pointing out that it's a terrible season. Like, it, that episode might be enjoyable for me from a... Uh, from a like a from a very nihilistic point of view because I despise this series so much, um, but it's still like it all the the fact that it's pointing out what I'm already thinking is is really it actually kind of works against it than helps it. But a Scottish samurai, nope, and Bulkin is goofy nephew. As, a, as funny <laughs> as a ju- as funny a juxtaposition that as that is, I still don't care. Bulk and. <laughs> Um, and because bulk, look, and because bulk, and because and because bulk was brought back to do the same old bulk shtick, and we basically re- he basically regresses into MMPR season one bulk, and not uh, not the mature if not the mature um, uh, personal growth version of bulk that we got with with Power Rangers in space and into into some of Lost Galaxy, no. 
I'm not willing to give it a I'm not willing to okay. give it a pass for that either. Okay. Well, all right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, keep fighting because Megaforce fails. <laughs> fails. This thing is empty nostalgia and it drives me crazy. The characters are at least marginally better than Samurai, but they're led by a block of wood. He's a redwood. This is how he acts. They do nothing with the Yellow Ranger. Robo Knight is just goofy, and I can't t- I can't decide if he's supposed to be BA or just silly. What about our Blue Ranger? The Blue Ranger same, is a, the only a, decent character. It's the here. same. It's, it's he only, the same but he argument only gets as three, you had with Sam. Of uh, I get it, but he Samurai. only gets three. But he only gets three focus episodes. Megaforce did not have, but epi- arguably Megaforce those three episodes, episodes. Those three episodes, Nathan, that he got were arguably better than the story arc that Jaden's sister got. I won't disagree with you there. But this Blue Ranger is not enough to make it to elevate this because it wanted to be the most epic celebration of the franchise. That's what it was billed as. That's the what it wanted you to think the entire time. And then we get to Legendary Battle. And it's one of the worst things I've seen in this franchise. It did it's not live not up to the, the hype. Worst thing. It is not it is, the worst It did worst not thing, live sir. up to the hype. It is not the, the only worst good thing, part sir. in it. Was Once a ranger was Rangers. infinitely worse than Legendary Battle. What is in Legendary? Uh, uh, Once a ranger is infinitely worse than Legendary Battle. You're propping because... it up for suit porn. It, it just it it's empty. <laughs> It is empty. It, it is so empty. The pacing is terrible. The, 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 we don't care other than maybe the blue Ranger. We don't care about the, uh, about this team. They awkwardly try to use two different Sentais. And what do they do with the nostalgia Rangers? We see them helping civilians in civilian form, which is kind of cool. But when they're supposed to be the superheroes, they're relegated to the mop up crew. The pacing on legendary battle is awful. And Mother trucking, no say. I exercise that demon from me. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you still have some remnants left. Ah, uh, no, no say. The worst mentor in Power Rangers. Okay, he's like, oh, you belched. Here's a power up. I just, <laughs> I just, why, just no, just, just no. Don't feed me empty nostalgia and then disappoint me with legendary battle. Just don't. Just don't. The Sentai did it better. I'm willing to take empty nostalgia above blocks of wood any day of the week. So you're putting it in D. Putting it in D. How do you take your nostalgia? Do, do you just, with a needle or do you smoke it? I mainline that shit, sir. <laughs> let's move on i i don't want to rehash megaforce again i am never returning to megaforce unless we do that riff track for legendary battle at which point i will do it with absolute delight you might even see an appearance by our favorite snarky bonehead for that i'm just saying 
Well, okay. So moving into a season that actually doesn't suck, and that's Power Rangers Dino Charge. For me, Power Rangers Dino Charge is A tier. I yeah. agree. It's it doesn't tier. take any big risks, but it knows what it wants to be. And it, and it is just that. that. Now, I do think season two isn't quite as good as season one, partly because Heckle, Heckle and Snide yeah. were not, didn't live up to the hype I felt like they were getting mm-hmm. at the end of season one. No, so I, I was agree. a little disappointed with that. But Sledge was and his crew were surprisingly good villains. Mm-hmm. And if you're going into this, if you're going into this expecting to have a solid episode, mostly episodic action adventure show, you're going to get exactly that. You've got Shelby, our pink ranger, who is, who's probably the standout character for this series for this season. Mm -hmm. It has 10 rangers, but it doesn't quite feel overstuffed because it really zeroes in on a, because it allows honestly, because it allows its cast to breathe is why. Right. Like, like there's a lot of things about Dino Charge that could be that could have worked against it, mainly like the gigantic cast. But it really just kind of focuses in on like a core seven Rangers and then the rest, they show up periodically and they're used well. Right. Right. Not a whole lot to add to there, especially since this is all very fresh in our minds. We just did a ranking episode about this. Mm. But now... Wait, hang on. Are we go- wait, quick question? Are we going in chronological order or in the order that we covered it on the podcast? I'm going in the order that we covered it on the podcast, which okay. is mostly so chronological. the next. So the next one is Power right. Rangers. The, Saban's Power, Power Rangers 2017. 2017. So, okay. wow. warning! All right, hot takes incoming. I'm okay. not going to bury the lead. Hate me if you want, if listeners with attitude. Power Rangers 2017, the movie, is A tier. Why the indecision, sir? Because originally, because originally, and it's there now. I had it in S tier. Really? Mother trucker, you better make a case for this. <laughs> this is the, what the frick? This is, this is like, Luke, I am your father levels of plot twist here. What? <laughs> Hmm. I'm really struggling. I'm struggling with it because I think there is a lot about there's a there's a lot about the power. There's a lot. There's a lot about Power Rangers 2017 that I do dislike. And I have been on a journey with this movie. I want to say that the reason why it is S tier is because of how much it is because how much that movie changed my mind. It is the poster child. Uh, it is the poster child for me personally, coming in with assumptions and coming in with my um, biases. We'll say uh, 
and allowing and allowing my mind to be changed. I think the thematics with I think the thematics in Power Rangers 2017 are solid. Say what you want about that team. They are a but they are a they are the epitome of teenagers with attitude. In fact, they are teenagers with they're teenagers with attitude and they're teenagers with problems like real problems. Like we're dealing with real, real, we're dealing with real problem. We're dealing with, uh, we're dealing with a pink ranger. Who's a bully. We're dealing with Jason, the jock who, who used to be the star athlete. And now he doesn't know what he wants to, now he just doesn't know where he, where, where, where he fits in, in life. Like he's struggling to be a leader. We have, uh, Billy who is the autistic misunderstood nerd. We have Trini, who is our first uh, LGBTQ ranger, who's who's struggling with her own identity. You have Zach, who has uh, this internal conflict, uh, who's dealing with an, a, a sickly, uh, presumably dying mother. So that so he's trying to make the most of his life as he can. He's not. Re- I wouldn't say Zach is reckless. But he is trying to get as much out of life as he possibly can because he sees that life is precious and life is finite and that he sees that through the eyes of his mother. You have Zordon, who used to be a ranger, which is really interesting dynamic. Like him use him used to be a ranger and makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. You have Alpha 5, who is probably the most our archetypal in terms of like power Rangers go Ar- alpha five in 2017 movie in the 2017 movie is very similar to the alpha five. We get with the, the mainline show, except just a little bit snarkier. The aesthetics are the thing that holds the 2017 movie back for me. It's the aesthetics. I think Rita is a perfectly serviceable villain in con- ser- serviceable, serviceable, service, serviceable, yes. serviceable villain in context of this movie. Goldar, uh, molten lava, Goldar, same thing. Um, I think it's a perfectly, I think the discussion we had about Rita and Goldar in this movie, um, being, acquaintances, friends, possibly lovers, because she does look to Goldar as sort of this, she does have a very loving demeanor towards Goldar. I think that this movie sets up a lot of, this movie does well at at sequel baiting. It's just unfortunate that we didn't get sequel baited. I'm sorry. It's, it's just unfortunate. We didn't get a sequel proper. Um, I think that the thematic discussion we had with our friend Jack was top tier when we talked about love and the power of love and a little bit of the power of friendship there. I said it. Um, But I, I think that I think that because there was so much love and respect that went into this movie and because the creators of this movie wanted it to be loved by fans and they put their heart into it and they actually strived to make a good movie that just did not get received well. I'm not willing to hold, I'm not willing to hold the fact that the fan base was wrong about this movie against it. So that's for me is why it is going to be, it is going to remain in S tier. 
who are you? What did you do with my co-host? <laughs> I, I, I have, this is one of the rare instances in my life where I am speechless. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. I thought I appreciated this movie. I was not expecting this. <laughs> I, 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 wow. <laughs> I'm suddenly this rethinking it, my own ranking here. I'm like, this is this, this is the finale, sir. And as we have seen in power ranger finales, there are usually plot twists. I just, hmm. All I can say is, what is, because you're, everything you said is right. It takes risks, major risks. For me, not all of them pay off. The aesthetics are a little odd, not terrible, but a little odd. And I, but I, but the biggest thing that I think hurts it is, in a vacuum it doesn't benefit from being in a vacuum if they had gotten sequels I think this would have been retroactively better so I can't grade it on the potential I see I have to grade it as it is and as is I really wanted more Good lord, I'm already rethinking my life, right? It's pow- <laughs> it's 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 mighty morphin for adults. This takes what this takes what they wanted to do in Power Rangers Unauthorized and actually does it in a way that doesn't feel cheap and it doesn't feel like you're ruining someone's childhood. Uh, you want to start a betting pool for how many one-star reviews we get? <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I, we I think are that, going to get letters. <laughs> well, I, I don't think so. I, I think there, I think there is a contention of, the, I think there is, there are, there are, I think there are legitimate gripes with the movie. I, I do. I think there are legitimate, like the aesthetics are the big one. Like the aesthetics are the big one. But if I'm, if I'm able, if I'm able to take my own bias, if I'm able to ignore some of my nitpicks and biases and just deal with what we have in the context of what we, ha- in the context of, 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 in which we have it, this movie deserves to be appreciated more. It does. It does. I will agree with you there, but so, we we'll need see. to move for, on for, because for, this for might right muck now, up the, this might muck up at least one more of my uh, of my for for rankings. for right now for right now for right now it is remaining in S tier. I still I still I still reserve the right to change my mind. As we do on all of these, but now let's go to something that it does not deserve to be anywhere there. Ninja Steel painfully average it's c d for me because really? of one pair of really characters really see i hate them too i i really hate them too but here's here's 
I'm willing, I'm willing to give Ninja Steel a little bit of a pass because everything outside of Ninja Steel is painfully average. And I wouldn't yes, say painfully average. I wouldn't even say painfully average. I would just say it's average. Right. That's the thing. <clears throat> the show, left to its own devices, is pretty average with mm. the potential standouts of Mick and Redbot. Mm. Because Kelson Henderson can shine any turd he's given, <laughs> and Redbot is weirdly endearing. Mm. But frickin' Victor and Monty ruin everything. It, they made watching this show a chore. They did. It wasn't enough <clears throat> for me to see, you know, people like Redbot and Mick and the perfectly serviceable Rangers that in there. They these guys ruined everything because of how prevalent they were. And here is the reason, and here is a very very typical, like where, whereas what I just said about the 2017 movie is not a very typical Michael answer. Here is a very typical Michael answer. Here we go. I'm willing to, I'm willing to elevate Ninja Steel for one reason. The pink Dimensions Rangers tight jeans. Danger. No, Dimensions in Danger. Dimensions, Dimensions in, in danger. danger. Yeah, that is, <clears throat> that's what makes me feel a little <clears throat> bit guilty about putting this show here. But I can't elevate it for one episode. One episode that when we sure. when we watched it and discussed that episode, which we was before the very, news, we were, we were hard on it. We were we hard, were hard on it, and we said it's fine. It's not great. It's fine. It should have but been realistic. It should have been a two parter. It should have been foreshadowed. There was a lot going against it, but it ended up being okay. But realistically, you know, circumstances and news do does change opinions of things. I, it happens all the time. I'm yeah. I'm not saying that Ninja Steel is a perfect show. I do not even believe it's really even above. I don't even think it. I don't even think it gets close to being above average. I think it is just a painfully average. And and I'll and I'll use the word painfully here because what makes it painful is Victor and Monty. Right. It is not something. See, that's why I'm struggling because Ninja Steel is not something I plan on revisiting outside of the outside of dimensions in danger. I could see me re, like for I'm looking at my C tier here. I'm looking at the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. I'm definitely gonna re, I'm definitely gonna revisit that one. Alien Rangers. I'm would I could revisit I would. I'll probably revisit that at some point just for, just for shits and giggles. I turbo the series. I'm not going to watch the whole thing, but there are, there are episodes within that series that I'm willing to revisit. Same with Ninja Steel. Mystic Force is different because I don't know if I'll revisit it, but I respect it because it is so, it is so unique for the franchise. Ninja Steel, I'm having a problem with because I was. Oh, I so you meant Ninja Storm earlier. Ninja Storm. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Ninja Storm. Super Dino Ninja um, Fury Force, I know. Right, I know. It's hard. Um, Ninja Storm, I'm having a problem with because I want to elevate it because of dimensions and danger. No, now you're the, trying to say Ninja Steel. Ah, uh, damn it. Ninja, <laughs> Ninja Steel, 
Ninja Steel, I want to Ninja Steel, I want to elevate because of Dimensions in Danger and it being the last uh canonical appearance of Tommy Oliver. Well, the last performance by the JDF last performance. Tommy Oliver. Right. Well, that's true. He goes he was in the 2017 movie. Um Damn it. I really had uh you know what? I'm just gonna yeah. D tier is where it belongs, probably. Cause it is because I, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's fair. I I don't think we can elevate an entire season based on one episode. If that was the case, then Wild Force would be in C tier. And I don't believe Wild Force is a is a C tier show. Mm-hmm. Right. So I changed my mind on that one. All right. Now we're getting to one that I I'm going to be forced to rethink this, aren't I? Beast Morphers. For now, I am going to remain consistent mm-hmm. because I put the because I rank this number one in Neo Saban and Beyond, and I put mm-hmm. Power Rangers 2017 second. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it in A tier. That's a little bit of a hard one for me to do. The big reason for it is once again, I don't feel like it takes, it really takes any risks. It's just very good at what it does. And it's thematically muddy. It is. It's a lot like Dino Thunder and it knows what it wants to do and it knows how to do it well. The same with Dino Charge. Really, really the same with any of these seasons outside of, say, Lost Galaxy. All of these series are all of the, I would say all of these series don't uh, everything in a tier that I have so far, Zeo, Lost Galaxy, Dino Thunder, Jungle Fury and Dino Charge. They don't take a ton of risks. They're just no. really good. Well, outside of Lost, Lost Galaxy, Galaxy, Lost Galaxy does. That's why I'm looking at it. I'm like, I may have Lost to Galaxy takes. <laughs> okay, so so since since I, I have a because for me, Lost Galaxy is still in is still is still in contention for S tier. But so if we're thinking about Zeo, Dino Thunder, Jungle Fury, and Dino Charge, what makes what what like what ties those three things? What ties those four things together? I believe that it's they are uh, they're above they're obviously above average they don't take a ton of risks they know what they want to do they know what they want to be and they embrace that and they're just very good at what they're what they're doing they know these series these series in a tier know it they know who their audience is and they embrace it that's probably a more succinct way to put it right where are you putting beast and they morphers? all and they all four, they all four have very solid characters. Mm-hmm. But where are you so putting I, Beast Morphers? For me, I'm putting Beast Morphers in A. So you are changing your mind from our ranking episode. Yes. Wow. I'm changing my mind because I don't think Beast Morphers takes a ton of risks and it, and it, and it, Honestly, this sounds awful. Well, if they would have the let, only if thing, they, uh, there, I will say there was one thing they did with that was pretty experimental, and that was the musical episode. Yeah, but the I didn't like the musical number. episode. We know because you have no soul. I know. 
But I would say that was pretty experimental. It was weird, it's, but it mostly worked for me. But I like. I think that Beast Morphers also Beast Morphers also gets elevated to A tier because, and you would think that I would you would you would think, and this is really what I was warfaring with. I was gonna put it. I was gonna put it in S tier because it is the it is a sequel to RPM, but I don't think it takes enough risks to be put in S tier. Like if we're re, if we're making if we're saying that S tier Power Rangers, if we're saying that S tier Power Rangers are ones that take risks that stand out that do things that other series or other seasons were not necessarily brave enough to do, then that is what needs to be an S tier. I don't think that Beast Morphers was brave. I think it's a good series. I think it's above average. It's very good at what it does. Beast Morphers is, um, Beast Morphers has the luxury of being able to tap into some, to, to, to effectively tap into some lore. Whereas it, it does, it, it does, it does, it did more with nostalgia in five episodes than Megaforce did with the entire friend, with the entire series. Right. Right. And obviously, you know, it had some really great crossover episodes, pretty solid finale. Mm-hmm. It Greek canonized connection. space sheriff Gavin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it brought back Dr. K. Yeah, but all that stuff is not it it is not risky. Like that is just that is just things that we've seen before but just done right. to a higher level. Right. Now, I will say there were moments in the show where I said if it do, if it keeps up with this, it's guaranteed S tier. Mm. So, I think like what, for example, terrible if they let steel stay dead and they ended on that bittersweet note of he was more, he was the most human of all of us after he saved us from Evox. He gave us the chance we needed to beat Evox. No question. (laughs) I, I think too, what's interesting about beast morphers. And I think we said this in the ranking episode, um, that Beast Morphers thematics is a little bit of a, a melting pot or a summation of all the other themes that we've talked about this entire show. Whereas we talked about what it means to be human. So you think about resilience, you think about uh, love, you think about uh, displacement. Well, me, well, yeah, displacement calls to adventure, um, I am I, identity, ident- identity crisis, finding yourself, um, all the things that we've talked about, I think beast, I think beast morphers in a really kind of metatextual way summarizes that with its thematics of being human. Right. Right. But we wouldn't know that without having the context of the entire franchise to look back on. This is true. And then finally, our most recent episode, Dino Fury. B tier. B tier. B tier. It is above average. It is above average. I understand why people like it. There are, there is a lot to like, and there's a lot to love about Power Rangers Dino Fury. I don't, I think though Beast Morphers was a, as far as like the Hasbro era was a much more interesting season. It was, I found the characters more interesting. I found the premise more interesting. It felt weightier. 
Dino Fury tries to get back more to the status quo, the status quo a bit more. It does take the big risk with, with uh, Izzy being a lesbian and being in a relationship. I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. We talked about that, about how that's a, that's a big first. It's a big first for the franchise. And I think that, I think that, that, that does elevate it. Um, I think that the character, the, the, the characters is specifically void Knight, void queen Void Knight. Yeah. Some of the best uh, villains in the franchise. Yeah. Those characters help elevate it. Yeah. But in the long run, it feels pretty average outside of that mm-hmm. milestone outside of some standouts. Yeah, yeah. Outside of that milestone and the villains, it feels pretty average. Some of it's, it's the, it d- did some interesting lore building with the Morphin Masters. It has a really good three-part finale, admittedly. Mm-hmm. But its plot twists aren't implemented as well as I would have liked. And outside, you know, that last quarter of episodes is easily the best of the entire show. Has That's where most of its standouts are. It brought back Zed, which is a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. So the way there's they a lot used, going for it, but it the feels... Way they, the way they used Zed felt satisfying. Right. Right. But in the long run, outside of that last quarter of episodes, it feels pretty average by Ranger standards. Outside of, mm-hmm. like I said, things like Void Knight and... The Void Knight in and the, the, the finales. We we talked about the finale. We gushed over the finale. The, fa- the finale is, for lack of a better way, it's beautiful. It is right. beautifully shot. It, the way it's written is wonderful. Um, it pays off a lot of things. It does the it does the bait and switch. It allows it allows us to be, the kind of think that Zato's dead, but he's not really dead. We know this, like we're too, we're too franchise savvy at this point to believe that Zato's dead. Um, you have some really great visuals with the, with the, with the nemesis beast and the Megazords. Um, you have some really wonderful lines and just kind of like the, 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 the gut punches. Like I'm thinking specifically of Zato, uh, talking to the T-Rex champions or goodbye old friend, which yeah, if you're a Godzilla fan, that that line means a lot to you. Um, it, there's just a lot to there is just a lot to there's just a lot to like about Dino, Dino Fury. But it does feel just above average. Right. Overall, despite Overall. all the things that it really had going for it, if it had more of the stuff that we had talked about, you know, with some of these a tier seasons, you know, with, you know, if the characters were a bit more dynamic overall, you know, if they could compete with void Knight and, Oh, in terms of just being well-written characters, if the episode, if it had more standout episodes outside of that last quarter, I mean, it had it as it stands. And I, I'm going to say it again. I feel like it's a little overhyped in Ranger Nation. It's important to a lot of people, but it's not that it, it's not as important to me. It's not. I, I think so. I, I think that <clears throat> I think that that you and I and I, and I can really only speak for myself. I, I I can't really speak for you, but for me, 
uh, we have had the benefit of walking, of going down this journey this entire year and watching through this franchise episode by episode, season by season. And if I, you know, maybe if I had taken a break from Power Rangers and Dino Fury was the first thing I saw in 10 years, I would probably think it's the greatest thing since, since Mighty Morphin or the greatest thing since whatever, you know, but because I have the context of this past year and 28 other seasons, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is solidly B tier for me, which doesn't make it bad. It means that I probably will revisit some things of, I will probably revisit Dino Fury at some point. Uh, maybe not in its entirety, but you know, select a dozen or so episodes and just watch, but there's no yeah. time for glitter. <laughs> specific yeah specifically the z specifically the z episodes and then that last quarter of episodes leading up to the finale were all fantastic the monkey's paw episode is fun too the uh, monkey's paw episode is fun <laughs> ollie the yeah. action figure and izzy rex <laughs> yeah izzy izzy saurus rex yeah so <laughs> you know it's because because i have the, because we have the context of all these other seasons in the back of our minds that's what that's why we're putting dino fury where we're putting it right so and now I'm sitting so, here staring at so, this and questioning so, if I need to move things. Well, here's the question. Cause I know, cause I know I wanted to give us time at the end of this, after we ranked it and all that, all that thing, all that stuff. I want us to, I want us to just kind of take a minute and make sure that there isn't anything that, that we're not willing that we are waffling on. So Nathan, I'll let you start. Is there anything on this list that that you're just not that you just don't have it right in your spirit about? But it's Zio and Lost Galaxy and maybe the 2017 movie. But I think I'm feeling confident with the 2017 movie there because since it's in a vacuum. As bold as it is. I don't know if I can move it up to S tier, even though there's a part of me that does. Zio, I know I propped that up because it took some pretty big risks, but it also gets held back. So even though it took risks, I can't put it in S tier because it does makes it's held back by a few things. Plus, Galaxy is really wanting to move up, though. It Would is you really? You it think- is really <clears throat> wanting to move up. Are you thinking about moving? Are you thinking about moving Zio down, or are you thinking about moving? Are you thinking about keeping Zio where it's at? I'm leaning toward keeping Zio where it's at. I could potentially move it down to B, but I keep staring at Lost Galaxy, and I'm like, it really wants to move. I'm. I just. I am. Mike. It boils down to for me, what makes it potentially worthy of S tier. Is the risk with Kendricks, with killing the character, bringing in Carone, and not knowing if she's ever not knowing if she's going to come back, and not knowing if she's going to come back. That's really what it boils down to for me. If I can justify them making the decision to bring her back at the end as a tribute to the actress for beating cancer, even though it kind of comes out of left field. Because killing a ranger is a huge, huge deal. 
It's one of the biggest moments in this franchise. Arguably one of the boldest moves in this franchise. Is that enough, despite the fact that they kind of walk it back, to move it <clears> up <throat> and cancel out my the, the pile of small things with the Lost Galaxy arc? Did her death mean something? It did. It meant a lot. Even... Even if, even if, even though they brought her back as a tribute to the actress for defeating cancer, did her death still mean something? It did. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be appreciating it as much as I am if I thought it didn't. That's what makes it hard. I personally, I'm personally going to move Lost Galaxy up to S tier. Because of the same reasons I lined out. I think that that I think they they killed her. They killed her off. They let her have that moment when they could have easily just taken the easy way out. Kendrick's has to go back, has to fly back to has to teleport or fly back to wherever to be with her family. Uh, Kendrick's got lost somewhere on another planet, or she has to fly to another planet to help somebody else, or she stays or they get, or they visit a planet and she decides to stay behind, which is a sim, which would be a kind of a similar situation as Aisha stayed back in time to help her ancestors. They could have easily done something like that, but they chose to kill her. Dagnabbit is moving up. <clears throat> I may regret this later, but I'll move it up. <laughs> I now. don't think Lost Galaxy is quite as good overall as, as in space, but I think it can rub shoulders. <laughs> With these now here, here is, I'm not here. I'm not, I'm leaving Zio where it's at. I think, I think I'm very comfortable with my A tier team. My A tier being Zio, Dino Thunder, Dino Fury, or Dino Fury. My A tier being Furry? Z what? <laughs> Zio, Dino Thunder, Jungle Fury, Dino Charge, and Base Morphers. Yeah. Now. What you said about the 2017 movie being in a vacuum is a valid point. Because I think that <clears throat> I think that the 2017 movie would have been elevated higher if we had gotten a sequel. They did sequel bait a lot mm -hmm. in that movie that just never got paid off. Mm -hmm. I still believe if I were to move it down to a tier, that's still where it deserves to be. Mm -hmm. And it's still a very controversial opinion. For oh, it is. We're going to, we already gotten a, got a little bit of blowback with our episode. Are we're going to get more blowback. <laughs> here is the question. Here's the question that I, there's the question I have to ask. 
in a what makes what makes in space lost galaxy time force spd and rpm what makes those series unique they did some pretty extraordinary things and they took risks that was what i set that criteria uh, i put that criteria forward when we started okay so what risks did the power rangers 2017 movie make outside of the aesthetics look at those characters they're about as different as you can get <laughs> they made them completely unlike what we got that they're not the goody two-shoe t- teenagers from the show and that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way we got feedback from people who said how can you put up with kim's revenge porn and we're not saying that kim's revenge porn is a good thing no we're not we're not saying it's a good thing but it's something that even the character was disgusted with herself about and she needed to come around on it but then yeah like i said some of the aesthetic choices you have how they handle goldar i'm fine with rita there's the weirdo product placement that was more story driven than we realized i just it's just one of those things i I don't know. I'm really struggling. I could move. Does it? it? It's the vacuum, man. It's the vacuum. I know. And that's, that's the part that I'm struggling. I'm still, I'm not solidly there. I'm not solidly S tier. I think one of the reasons why it's an S tier for me is that thematic discussion. It's that and the journey that you went on it went and on the journey I went on. And I, and the journey, I had a bit, but of I don't, a one, I had a bit of a one too, but not nearly to the extent that you did. But I, I don't, I, mine was like a, was like a one mile stroll. Yours was a 10 mile hike. <laughs> I don't think that my, I don't think that putting it, I don't think moving it down to a tier cheapens my journey. No. Because it's still a victory for the movie or for the creators of the movie that they're willing to, that my, I was willing to have my mind. It's actually still a victory for myself that I was willing to have my mind changed. Right. I'm just struggling here. What makes it, what makes it unique outside of the characters and the aesthetics? The world it built was very different it's just it it's a va- it hurts it like i said what it's, hurts it is it's there's so much wasted potential a, here unrealized potential it's in a vacuum it's in a vacuum it's, it's also some stuff that i'll probably think I'm, I'm gonna finalize my decision before we end this recording but i'm still i'm struggling here now okay Let's move down to the let's let's move down here just for a second. I am willing to put Megaforce in F tier. I mean, Be- 
I know you're not you're not gonna fight me on that. I know you're not, but I'm I'm just trying to think here. I'm willing to put Megaforce in F tier on a fa- on an objective level. I'm willing to put Megaforce in that F tier because I think that it leans too heavily into the nostalgia. But the characters are but the characters are more tolerable than Samurai. Right. I think that I think that Wild Force Wild Force, okay. So Wild Force is a better season than Mega Force. I'll that's true. I I firmly believe that Turbo the movie is a much more entertaining watch than Mega Force. Ninja Steel would be a C-tier season if it weren't for two characters. But the thing about Megaforce is the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But they don't use the nostalgia well. No. So if you're going to use Beast nostalgia, Morphers use it better, well. as we said. If you're going to use nostalgia, do it well. And they didn't do it well. It was just there as window dressing. Mm-hmm. And not even so very it is good e- window dressing. So it is. So it is objectively speaking, F tier. Wow. And be- it is objectively speaking F tier. And because I don't have the, and because I don't have the nostalgia for Megaforce as a whole, <laughs> this suddenly got really hard, didn't it? <laughs> because I, because I don't have the nostalgia for Megaforce. I don't necessarily care about it all that much, but because I love the seat, but because I love seeing those but because I love seeing those old suits, that makes me like it. And I was infinitely more entertained by it than Operation Overdrive or Samurai. Given what you're saying, it would make sense for you to put it in D for you, uh, a D for you. Maybe a low D, maybe a D minus. Yeah, okay, you're but right. It, I think I'm going to leave it in D. Yeah. I Given what you're saying to me, I can see why you would put it there. I'm not mm-hmm. going to put it there. But <laughs> I see why you would put it there. Like, I hope this makes for good radio for listeners with attitude that we're just talking. We're literally just talking amongst ourselves. Yeah, I, I just I, I'm still sitting here going it's like, how good do I feel about moving Lost Galaxy? Because there's a part of me. It's like, no, not quite. But then there's a part of me. I feel like, good about oh! it. <laughs> For I feel good for what it for what it means for what that series meant to me and what and what it wanted to do and how ambitious it was. I feel I feel good because Lost Galaxy was an ambitious season, for sure. So I, I feel good about moving Lost Galaxy to A tier yeah. or sorry to S tier. It might. I don't feel. It might be on the lower end of the S tier for me, but I don't know. I don't feel. I don't feel good about. I don't feel a hundred percent good about 2017 movie because there are some things about it that I don't like that. I just don't like that are some pretty big things about it that I just don't like, like at least big things in terms of what's important to me as a fan. Right. So I'm sorry, Jack, I'm going to move 2017 down to a tier. Now it's still good. It's just not, I I have to keep S tier. 
I, I have to keep S tier as exclusive as I can make it. Right. To make it to make the right. S tier mean something. And really, like we've been saying, it's because it it's forced to exist in a vacuum. Right. If it didn't exist in a vacuum, we would be having a completely different conversation. So so okay, so for my I'm just gonna so this is my final. I'm gonna stick with this. I feel comfortable about my list. Starting with starting with uh, the F tier, bottom tier, Rant Master activated. It is Operation Overdrive and Samurai slash Super Samurai. Um, D tier, aka Damn You Go Say. <laughs> uh, it is Turbo the Power Rangers movie, Wild Force, Mega Force, and Super Mega Force, Ninja Steel, and Super Ninja Steel. Wow, you have a lot of D's. <laughs> for C tier. It is nostalgia and corsets, of course, with uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, Turbo, the series, Ninja Storm and Mystic Force. B tier for me was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers seasons one through three, Lightspeed Rescue and Dino Fury. Pile of Small Things, A tier is solidly it feels good. I think a tier feels good for me now. Zeo, Dino Thunder, Jungle Fury, Dino Charge, Beast Morphers, and the 2017 movie. And then, of course, Blue Wigs and Black Leather, S tier being In Space, Lost Galaxy, Time Force, SPD, and RPM. It looks like we'd only really disagree on some of the lower tiers. Because here's mine. So F tier, Turbo Power Rangers movie, Operation Overdrive, Mega Force, D tier, Turbo the Series, Samurai, Ninja Steel, C tier, Mighty Morphin the movie, Alien Rangers, Wild Force, Ninja Storm, Mystic Force, B tier, Mighty Morphin, Lightspeed Rescue, Dino Fury, A tier, Zeo, Dino Thunder, Jungle Fury, Dino Charge, 2017 movie, Beast Morphers, S tier in space, lost galaxy, time force, SPD, RPM. Do you feel good about that? I do. Then I guess we're set. Then we are set. And I'm going to download my list. I have downloaded the list for posterity. I have just downloaded the list as well. So now it's locked in. We're not changing it. Uh, listeners with attitude, if you have stuck around with us this long, I, first of all, thank you. Um, we assumed this was going to be a long episode since it is the finale. We didn't realize how long it was. It was going to be this. We didn't realize it was going to be this long though. Um, no, we didn't, but I think there was a lot that we needed to unpack for ourselves and for you guys. So we will post a link to this tier maker in our Power Rangers Legacy group. We'll also, you know, we'll, we'll post it to the, we'll post it to our Twitter feed as well. Uh, feel free to rank these uh, however you see fit. And we encourage you guys to share those rankings with us in our Power Rangers Legacy Facebook group so that we can discuss them. I think it's going to be, I think that will be fun. Also, uh, we will be posting um, our, range our, our our ideal ranger teams that we talked about earlier in this episode we're encouraging you guys to do that as well um we will post we will make a separate post with all the rules pertaining to the uh pertaining to that ranger team maker and we're looking forward to hearing back from you guys uh like what teams that you what how your teams shape up 
Right. All right, since we've got a few more things to take care of and a limited time to do it, and good Lord, is it late. So let's wrap this up. So we want to give some big thank yous to a bunch of the people that helped make season one of the power trip possible, starting with our celebrity guests, Jackie Marchand, Ron Wasserman, Carl Dutton. Yes, Carl, we're calling you a celebrity. (laughs) Thank you for coming on our show to be interviewed. And thank you, Reggie Sharper, our listener for making one of these interviews possible and potentially a heck of a lot more in the future. I don't know how you do it other than the fact that you play words with friends more than anyone else in existence with famous people. And I also want to say thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our, uh, specifically our, uh, power Rangers legacy Facebook group. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, you are the reason why, uh, this journey has been so fun and we're incredibly humbled uh, that you guys have enjoyed listening to us ramble for, I don't at probably thousands of, or no hundreds of hours at this point. It feels um, like it. It feels like it. I don't know what the actual hours breaks down will be about the time it's over with, but, but thank you guys. We really appreciate it. And, you know, uh, I actually have to say, Nathan, thank you, man, for doing this, uh, for, for going on this journey with me. The journey is not over. No, no, uh, no, no. But, but we have, there's some more people. We got to thank Rebecca Hudgens for making our logos. Rebecca Hudgens for making our logos. Yes. Yes. And our podcast guests, not our celebrity guests, our podcast guests, our guest hosts. So thank you, Travis Alexander, our former co host in common, <laughs> for coming on for a Henshin Men crossover where we talked about Master Rider being on Power Rangers. Kaiju Kim. J.R. Villers, Jack G-Man Hudgens, Mitch McGee of Entertain This, Chris Cook, the lover of Canadian bacon. Eat it, man. Jimmy and Billy from Zeo to Hero, Tommy Trembath, who came on and did a crossover on their show, Giant Size Violence for Power Rangers Unauthorized, and Alex Cornett. So thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, again, could not have done this without you guys. We could not have done this without our wonderful listeners and without our wonderful community that we've, uh, that we've, that we've built and, uh, had a great experience with our family, our, with power Rangers legacy. Uh, it's late guys. Sorry. It's yeah. like two thirty. It, it is like two thirty right it's now. It's two thirty in the morning. Re- yeah. I did but, not yeah, realize anyway, how late it was. Thanks a lot for everything you do. But now Michael. For those of you listeners with attitude who don't know, we've hinted at it, we've talked about it, but we are doing a second season. To let you know, we're going to start off a, with some comic talk. We're going to shift to some comic books. We're going to talk about mostly Boom Studio stuff, but those are going to be shorter episodes, more lightning round style. And we'll be starting, Michael, actually, with Going Green, which was published by paper cuts with a Z because, because they forgot the nineties were over. That is, consi- that is basically a prequel to green with evil and was the last power ranger comic published before boom studios picked up the license. But, <laughs> but Michael, then season two really kicks off with. Kyori Sentai. Jirenja. Jirenja.
baby <laughs> it's freaking sentai and we're starting with Zhu ranger so we're kind of going back to the beginning <laughs> and we did a stat we are going to establish some rules so we did establish some rules for ourselves uh the first rule is and the first major change that you guys will notice is Instead of releasing an episode every two weeks, at least a at least a, a series discussion episode. episode, a mainline episode every two weeks, we will be releasing a send a a mainline episode discussing a Sentai season every month. Particularly, probably, I would say the way it's going to probably work out is around the around the 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 end of the month is when our Sentai episodes will come out. Mm-hmm. The reason for that change is simply because, um, it's there's a lot more content to cover and a lot more content to digest with super sentai as well as uh there's a lot more cultural things that we need to discuss and research right before we can talk about sentai right it's just but, a little bit more research intensive right but like i said the you will get a lightning round episode at the beginning of every month covering the comics mm. Now, that being said, there will also be some months, depending on how schedules shake out for all the new stuff that's coming next year in 2023, we will be doing an episode, apparently, just on the 30th anniversary special, which is going to be a separate thing, Mm -hmm. I guess. That might change. We will also do one on Cosmic Fury, obviously, because it is the next season of Power Rangers, the 30th anniversary season of Power Rangers, Mm -hmm. and there's... Some a lot of things shaping up with that. And originally we we're going to do this because it is so freaking Ranger adjacent. They're almost roommates at this point. But now also because it is the final on-screen performance of Jason David Frank, we will be covering Legend of the White Dragon. Yeah. Once it comes out. However that is, whether it's in theaters, streaming, direct to Blu-ray, whatever it is, whatever form it takes, we will be covering it. Mm -hmm. So those will be, so for those months, you will get two mainline episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're just gonna, we're just honestly with those, uh, with those releases, we're just going to kind of, we're just going to kind of play it by ear and see what happens. Um, should be a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. the, but just keep in mind that like mainline episodes for next season will be once a month when we discuss Sentai. Other uh, than a, those months when those other, other than things those are months, released. other than, other than those months, um, just because there's a lot more involved with super Sentai, right. we will do our, we will do our best to, uh, carry the format over. Uh, some things might change depending on the context, but as the, the format, as you guys know it now with the awards, the discussions, the thematics, that is, that, that is tentatively not changing. Right. Right. So, but now we the, have to give everyone the big announcement. Season well, two I was going to say big enough. I was going to say one more thing before I was going to say one more thing, like the tentative release date for episode one, when we discussing Zhu Ranger is, um, 
uh, is set for the 20, I think it, I think it's like the 23rd of January. We want to make sure that we were getting past well past the holidays so that we can get as much listenership as possible. Right. Also the, the going why green episode will be sooner than that though. Right. That'll be the first part of the month. So the reason why we're starting with Zoo Ranger and not say five man is because we, we wanted to keep this, this much like the power trip was supposed to be a one year experiment. Season two is also going to be a one year. Um, so we're going to cover, we're covering Zoo Ranger through Abba Ranger. And then we're going to see what happens after that. So as of, and we're only covering things that are readily available or legally available, I should say, either on uh, Shout Factory TV, Tubi, uh, or you can buy physical media copies of those. We're not going to be, that's, that's the rules that we set out for themselves because we set out for ourselves because uh, we want to make sure that you guys as the listener are able to watch and follow along as we're discussing these particular seasons. So we want to encourage you guys, if you have not dove into Sentai just yet, um, and you want to start with Zhu Ranger, go ahead and get started. That way you can follow along with the discussion when we get there. Right now, can we let them know? Now we can finally let them know. And this is something that we have teased before I think I've mentioned it just kind of in passing, but never really unpacked it. But oh, because the the power trip started out as an article series for Kaijurama magazine, and then it turned into then it morphed, no pun intended, into um into a podcast that became more of the mainline thing. And because our and because our podcast is unique in the, in the fact that we explore the thematics of power Rangers, we want to do something that we think has been long overdue for this franchise. And that is, we want to publish a book, a nonfiction book celebrating the franchise all the way from Zhu Ranger to cosmic fury. So, Tentatively speaking, we are looking at launching a Kickstarter campaign to help fund that. Um, that Kickstarter would probably launch, I would say, around the 30th anniversary because that the book is still in concept phase. So we're still, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about the articles that we're going to put. We're thinking about the chapters we're going to be putting the book, putting in the book. We have to nail down uh, a title for the book. We have to find a cover artist, et cetera. So we're tentatively, we're tentatively thinking of launching that Kickstarter campaign to fund, to help fund the book. We're thinking of kicking that off in, in August of 2023 around the 30th anniversary. Um, and hopefully if you guys enjoy this podcast and you've enjoyed the work that we have done, um, to help bring you guys this content over the past year, uh, we're hoping, uh, that you guys will help us, uh, make that book a reality because it will be 100% crowdfunded, uh, because it is something that we decided we wanted to do because we think that Power Rangers deserves some kind of nonfiction, um, scholarship style book dedicated to it because as we've hopefully shown you guys over the past year, there's just a lot to unpack with the franchise. For sure. That's going to be exciting. That is going to be very exciting. Right. But Nathan, I, I don't want to, 
I don't want to beat around the bush too much. Uh, this is the finale and in true finale fashion, uh, or in true power trip fashion, I should say this thing has gone on way longer than we expected. Yeah. It went Um, on so long. The SD card on my soundboard ran out of data. Uh Oh, (laughs) good thing. We record on two ends. (laughs) Whoops. Okay. Let's hope everything works. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, man, except this has been a fun journey. And so this has been a fun journey so far and we appreciate, or I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing this with me and I appreciate, and we appreciate you, the listener with attitude. Yeah. And thank you for bringing me along for this and for being able to meet some wonderful people through this. Oh yeah. It's been fantastic. It has. It's been fantastic. So no power blessing today, guys. Um, we hope no power blessing. I'm sorry. Um, so I will just simply say thank you and join us for power trip to Taisaku Sentai pod ranger. (laughs) I had to get the title in. Sorry. Of course I forgot. We, we forgot to damn it. We forgot to drop the, what the, Freaking title is going to be of the power trip. I just two. did. Now end the podcast so I can go to bed. <sighs> Fine. Thank you all. And may the power protect you. Thank you for listening to the power trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marching. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter where our handle is at the power trip pod. And join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcasters. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations. Our theme songs are from the album Power of the Grid by Neil Stenson. We also use Galaxy Quest Instrumental by Heaven Wraith from the OC Remix album Jet Force Gemini Mizar Attacks. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Savant Entertainment or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya! This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.